It ain't like newspaper headlines. It's like this. I'm trying to tell you. Because what? Because this is what happened. They put out a tweet. They look at engagement. They look at a retweet. Hey, man, <laughs> we said he looked good today. No, 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 no. What did I tell you to say? You told me to say he looked like Russell. What? Go say yeah. he's the next coming. Let's listen. But they're going to think that's ridiculous. It doesn't matter. Who but was it today? No, I, 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 I'm serious. Uh, uh, today, Ben, one of the Falcons, and I can't remember who. I'll try to find it on Twitter. Somebody asked one of the Falcons about Drake London. And I know you hate this, and this is the only reason I'm bringing it up, because mm-hmm. I know you hate it. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to remember who said it. But he said, quote, Drake London, to me, this is the player talking, not Kevin Thomas, to me, feels like a a a quicker Mike Evans. <sighs> see, and, see. And, you're going, and you're going, can we stop? Like, have they put on a, have they put on the pads yet? No. Nope. Like outside of the promotional photo, Ben, have, have any of these cats put on the pads yet? Nope. <laughs> it's like Drake, have you put on your Falcons jersey? Yes. With the pads? Yeah, when we took the uh, promotional photos uh back during rookie mini How about since then? No. Oh, okay, Dude, okay, dudes out okay. there looking like Mike Evans. Did you see what I was talking about? No, 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 okay. no, 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 no. So he, so, so, so a guy. Drake I'll London, try to, I'll try to. I got a guy in Drake London, who we haven't seen since his days at USC. Cause we didn't, we he was at the combine. He didn't do anything, right? All we got is highlights. He reminds you of a guy that's a Super Bowl champion, a second team All Pro. This is Mike Evans' uh, stats, by the way. A four-time Pro Bowl in 2016, 2018, 2019, 2021. Pro Football Writers Association, All-Rookie Team of 2014. Consensus All-American, First Team All-SEC, most consecutive 1,000-yard receiving seasons to start a career. Well, this is the thing about Mike Evans. It's eight. It was, uh, it was, um, it was Brian Edwards, by the way. Brian oh. Edwards said, quote, he kind of reminds me of a shiftier version of Mike Evans down there in Tampa Bay. Can't wait to see him grow and blossom. This thing, this thing about Mike and to Evans. the great player I know he's going to be. I mean, I gave, listen, listen. Let me see. 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21. So this is the thing, right? Somebody says, uh, Mike Evans, most consecutive 1,000-yard receiving seasons to start a career at eight. Well, he's only been in the league eight years. So every year he's been in the league, he's went over 1,000 yards. We need to stop this. People going, well, what is the stats looking like? I don't know. 606 catches, 9,301 yards and 75 touchdowns. He's going to go over 10,000 yards. People, we need to stop doing this, right? Drake London is tall. Drake London is light-skinned, like Mike Evans. Drake London is a big target. He is not Mike Evans. <laughs> like, 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 like that, that's like somebody saying, hey, man, listen, man, explosive as he is, man, kind of remind me of a young Julio. No, 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 he does not. Like, no, you got to look at who these people are, Right? You know how you know you know how you know Julio still got something left in the tank? Because Tom Brady said I can I want him. Where is he now? What does Tom Brady have a have a have a uh reputation of? Taking aging receivers and they come on him and they ball, Antonio Brown, Randy Moss. Stop it. <laughs> so because, because Kevin, once again, right, we do it. It used to be look, I get it. We're in the media, we shape narratives. I get it. But now Brian Edwards, huh? There are things you say, man, you kind of look like a young Mike Evans, man, you know? Don't say that to the me. Because Brian, okay, well, who the hell you look Shifty like? Shifty version. He's a shit. He's a, he's a, well, I don't even know a, what that means. A shit, shifty just means, hey, man, 
Can you be shiftier when you have the reputation of we don't know if you can get yeah, open? Exactly. I, I'm, I, no, I'm, I'm just saying. We don't know. Like, like, here go. I mean, like shifty to me is like Cooper Cup. Like you can very, run around exactly. and, get, and you can get get yourself but, open. That's not the rep he has, right? But, I mean, listen, listen. Uh, 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 Stephon Diggs, shifty. Um, Tyreek Hill, very shifty. Cooper Cup, very shifty. Drake London, we don't know. This is how I know. He wins 50 balls. That's not shifty. Our shifting. source for the Falcons, even though it's a bunch of them, is going to be a D. Orlando. We asked D. Orlando. How do you look? How does he say he looks really, really good? But I haven't seen him on the nine route yet. For those of you on a nine route, that's another name for a go route. Now they say he can do it, yeah, but they won't throw it to him. Like they say he can, right? That's like a friend of yours that seen you do something. Like I've seen him do it, yeah. Well, go ahead and do it now. Now I don't really do it in front of people. What do you? What do you? So, so Kevin, once again, this is what we do in sport in, in sports media or like radio, whatever. He looks like. He looks like Drake London. Like, that's who he looks like. Like with Cooper Cup and all these. No, he, I mean, he kind of looked like a, no, 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 no. I mean, Urban Meyer didn't know who Aaron Donald was. That's where we at now, people. You don't know who the best defensive player is in the, in the, in the world? And Drake London looks like Mike Evans. Here's a thought. If Mike Evans, right, was in Atlanta, Flowery Branch, and, some, and for some reason, He's at the Falcons facility, right? And they let him in. And he put on a Drake London jersey. He ain't talking to nobody. Drake, man, what's wrong with you, bro? Got a lot of tattoos, bro. Oh, you got tatted up this weekend. <laughs> and he goes out there getting right the routes. How fast? They'll be like, woo! But they switch it. Drake London is in Tampa. He puts on a Mike Evans jersey. He ain't talking to nobody. Mike, man, got, a, got the young face all of a sudden. He got young over the weekend with you, too. How long would it take to be like this? That ain't Mike Evans. Exactly. <laughs> That's not. We need to stop doing that. People that as Kevin, and I get go, you're, you're just trying to pump your teammate up, but I mean, they, you, come on. You look say, good. Here you go, Kevin. Here you go. How you feel about Kevin, man? Kevin Thompson, man, he looked real good. I, I like, like like real shit that coming in out of his roster. I think he's the guy. Y'all are gonna see why he got drafted with his guy. Yeah. I am keeping it about you. But as soon as because Kevin, this is the thing. This is what people don't realize. He's a just higher pitch, Dan Patrick. Well, just say I'm doing. <laughs> just yeah, yeah, Just say I'm doing an interview, right? And say, just say you over here. I said, listen, man. He got a shot to be the best in his position as a rookie. You like this? What you Cause it's like, who got the shot? Me? I got you. No, 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 no. Now I get. It. I mean, look. I, I, <laughs> I enjoy what what you have to try to say about your teammates, but you see stuff about that, and you know the Falcons. Nobody's predicting to be, uh, you know, very good uh, as far as, you know, nine, ten wins like like that. And then you get, you know, stuff like that where you're comparing a rookie, who the game t- again. I'm gonna say. This is not a conspiracy or me hating on the pick. When you get drafted in any sport, they show what are called the highlights. Sometimes when they're showing they will show you some things that you need to work on, but by and large, when you get drafted, Ben, they will show the highlights. The highlights are supposed to be your best plays, right? Of what you do the best. The one ball, the, the couple of throws they all go back to is the one against UCLA. Where he catches a ball in traffic, a couple of UCLA guys fall down, and he outruns them uh, the rest of the way to the end zone. Okay, next one. A little out route where he does a stutter step maneuver and before he runs out of bounds. Okay, you have a good catch rate. I haven't seen anything where you're behind a defense and waving by to anybody, right? That, so I, I, I think we all feel like you're a 50-50 ball guy. <laughs> wait, 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 you, have, you haven't seen the nine hold route? On, hold okay. On. okay. Uh, listen. 
At LC Ben Judah, a.k.a. Homie Ken. You're going you're yep. to love this. You're going to love this, Kevin. This is what he said. Drake London is tall. He is tall. Drake London is light-skinned. Drake London <laughs> is a young, shifty Mike Evans. At Ben Trubator 4, at ESPN Coastal, at Pigskin Radio, hashtag three and out. At the bottom, Drake London, like me, is light-skinned. I am older, <laughs> less shifty of Mike Evans. Pay me like Kyler. <laughs> me. I, listen, Might no, you well. can't. Hey, all I'm going to say is this. Uh, Kevin, we got little now. Now, Kevin, you said something. If you know, if they say, "Hey, man, he's like a young Dan Patrick," you can say that. You know why? No, no you can't. No, 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 no. no to me, you don't. To, you don't say stuff like because, that. Because, because Kevin goes, "Wait a minute, man. Am I going to be getting that young Dan Patrick money? Because <laughs> if I'm going to be doing that, absolutely. No, no. I, I think, I think, I think it's just what we've grown to just do in sports. We can't wait. Like we can't. We we think. You know, we this is when you know your resume doesn't stack up. You know what I'm saying? To the critics by itself. When they got to compare you to something. Why can't they just compare you to you? Because I don't got a resume yet, right? So why are we comparing it to a guy that's been in the league eight seasons and got 8,000 yards? No, no, no. That's not who we comparing it to. Hey, man, how about we do this? Hey, maybe Atlanta is trying to go back to, you know, I remember when, you know, everybody was going crazy over these 6263. They're trying to go big. All right? I like that. Brian Edwards, 6'3", you know, uh, Drake London, 6'4", 6'5", Kyle Pitts, all the t- I like it. Not young Mike Evans. Come on, man. Come on now. Once again, Travis Kelsey was mentoring Kyle Pitts. He was telling Kyle Pitts, all you got to do is get him to do this. Kyle Pitts looking, right? Kyle Pitts, super-duper athletic, super-duper gifted. But you know what Travis Kelsey is telling him? You're chasing me, young buck. I can tell you what I do because I'm going to still do it. And I hope we get to play each other so you can – no, I hope we don't. I hope Atlanta do not play Kansas City. <laughs> but I'm just saying <clears throat> we need to start doing this. <clears throat> when it comes to new players, let them play first. I agree, 100%. Because as soon as we – he looks like a – what? Man, that boy right there, man, I saw a kid in Mississippi Valley State. Yeah, look just like Jerry Rice. Was it Jerry Rice Jr.? No. Well, he don't look like Jerry Rice then. We need to stop that. I saw a kid at Jack State look just like Walter Payton. <sighs> Was it, I mean, was it, was it, uh, was it, uh, I mean, I'm just saying, man. I mean, was it, was it his son, Jared? Why? Because that's the only one who should look like him, because that's his son. No, no, no. Jared Payton, the son of Walter Payton, right? Walter Payton, arguably the greatest running back of yeah, all time. Sweet. A bit of sweetness. Son played running back, goes to Miami, goes undrafted. How do I know this? Played with Jared. Jared said, hey, I think his daddy got over 100 touchdowns. You know what Jared wanted to do? I want to score a touchdown. Think about that. Daddy, Hall of Famer, 100. Jared, I want one touchdown. Well, guess what? He got it, and I was blocking for him. I don't know how the hell he got in there, but he got in there. All I'm saying is. Ben Troop, noted blocker. Uh, <laughs> noted get in the way. All right? You know, I'm like a little gnat. I want you to be messing with me so long it's, it's not gone. No, Kevin, if they are comparing your sons to you, that is called normal. Right? Yeah. Like, that's like somebody saying, ain't Kevin, your kids look just like you. Uh, I hope they do. Like, you know what I'm saying? So we need to stop doing this. These players hadn't even got out there yet. Kyle Pitts. Realize real. Kyle Pitts should tell Drake London this. Drake, yeah. Less yards, yeah. More touchdowns. Why? Because yards don't win games. They win fantasy leagues. Right? Well, how many touchdowns you got, Kyle? In the States? I ain't got none. <laughs> Overseas, I'm a beast because I got I scored over there. No, it's like, and that's what we're doing. Kevin, it's going to happen again, though. Like, who do we play? You know, like Kyler Murray, which we'll get to. 
We need to stop comparing people to people. We all got to do. Could I compare Matty Ice impact to Michael Vicks? Yes. You know, I'm comparing the impact they had with the Falcons. Sure. Not the player. You know? Like, like there yeah. are people that don't think, there are people that don't think that Lamar Jackson is a top 10 quarterback because he don't play the position right. But he's won MVP. Yeah, but no, no. You know who hasn't won MVP? Drew Brees never won a regular season MVP. Doesn't mean he's not one of the greatest, right? Ben Rosenberger never won an MVP. Uh, Phillip Rivers, Eli Mann never won an MVP. Russell Wilson never won an MVP. Yeah, but you try to downplay it when the guy that you don't think played the position right win it. But this is the thing. Give people a chance to be themselves, right? Unless Lamar Jackson got a little boy. Compare Lamar Jackson to Lamar Jackson Jr. Jr. if he get one. We don't need to be comparing people. Now, can I compare Randall Cunningham to a Donovan McNabb? Right? Yeah, because they both play for the Eagles. I'm not comparing them as a player. Because guess what? Randall Cunningham, uh, uh, Ron Jaworski, right. uh, Carson Wentz, Nick Foles won the Super Bowl. Nick Foles. I get it. So all I'm saying is, Kevin, give them a chance to become who they are first. You want to go ahead and crown them? Go ahead and yeah, crown no, them. I, I 100% agree. I, I never like saying so-and-so is going to be the next coming of. It's like, give them a chance to get even get started. Like, you can't say, like, Ronald Cooney. Oh, man, he's on the Hall of Fame today. He's like, all right, he's hit a lot of home runs. Yes. You're like, let it play out. And obviously, yes. as he's continuing yes. to play, we see that thing going. But yes. It, it is what it is. I, I just have, when I see stuff like that, I chuckle. And it's like, he hasn't even played a preseason game. And we're talking about comparing him to a guy that many people would throw in the argument as the best wide receiver in the league. Like, you come talk, on, man. If, I, you, I, if you talk, if you talking about consistency, Mike Evans is, is, is as consistent as he's been. People are like, yeah, well, he got Tom Brady. No, no, no. He just got Tom Brady. I think that boy had to play with Marcus. I mean, uh, Freeman, the Freeman kid. They got James Ryan, Winston, Ryan Fitzpatrick for a little bit. Yeah. Ryan Fitzpatrick, James Winston. That boy used to be in the in the dungeon, <laughs> and he got called out. To the call yeah, to the light. Turned around, Tom Brady. Turned around real quick. <laughs> uh, we got a lot to get you on that. I do think it's interesting. Uh, Arthur Arthur Smith was talking about this at a press conference. People were talking about kind of the the low expectations for the projections for the Falcons. And he said, hey, what were the initial projections for the iPhone when it came out? Well, I mean, oh, so yeah, oh, with oh, all due respect, oh. I don't know if anybody's comparing the Falcons to the iPhone yeah, one. Right. I mean, I'm just saying. I didn't, yeah, I ain't, I'm just. I mean, th- that's how you fit. What about the iPhone? Yeah. What, what I mean, did people what, say when the iPhone came out? Uh, I mean, some people thought it was cool, man. Like some, I mean, people, some people actually thought. I don't know. It's. I mean, do we got a problem with Android? <laughs> that's what I say. <laughs> iPhone. Like, I, 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 I'm not, I'm, I, I am not the iPhone person. I want to know why. I am not either. I just, I just want to know why iPhone people are so mad all the time about people holding their Android. That, oh. Android, guess you just don't know how to work technology. No, I like what I like, man. Like, I don't. I, hey, come on over to the to the iPhone side. No, I'm good, man. No, like, I'm good. I'm, like, I, like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not standing in a line that look like you know Bon Jovi is is, 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 is about to do a concert. And what y'all doing? Oh, dude, it's a, I'm it's waiting a, for the new iPhone. Yeah, like, here go, no, no. Here go. Could you hold my? Could you hold my place in line? And then you get to the front. Hey, man, I'm holding my. I want to buy ten. Uh, you can only buy one. What? You can only buy one. <laughs> yes. Camped out all night for my it's phone. It's an iPhone. No. Calm down. I, I don't get Overrated. it. Overrated. I don't get it, Apple people. It's fine. I, I would like do what a, you like. I would, put a, I would do it at, at Pigskin Radio. What You know, what's better, iPhone or Android? And the hate going to start. Do it. I don't care. At Pigskin Radio, iPhone or Android. I don't care. You I like, you're not changing my mind. I like I what either. I like. I, listen, I, I, and, and stop, listen, and stop trying to sell it to me. 
Well, like, I don't care about the commercials. I don't care about the gazillion. Oh, oh, they got a slow motion camera. Well, move the hell up. Hurry up. <laughs> I just don't care. I'm, I'm Android for life. There you I'm go. just saying that right now. They don't have an iPhone next week. <laughs> it's, it's three and a half. We've got so much to get to, including Pac-12 Media Days, the pettiness on display. You'll love to see it. We'll get to that and more. It's three and out on the Southern Pigskin Radio Network. Good to have you back here on this Friday. Kevin Thomas and Ben Troop. Glad you're making us a part of your day. And Ben, you had the Pac-12 media days. Last week it was SEC, the ACC kickoff. You had the Big 12 had theirs. And the Pac-12 last to go. And uh, new commissioner George Klavkoff, uh, you know, trying to go out there and spin the happy narrative, saying, look, are we, we're disappointed that USC and UCLA went and Joined another conference. But if, you know, UCLA especially wanted to come back, we'd probably do that. Of course you would take them back. But somebody asked him about the Big 12 saying they are, quote, open for business. And he said, I don't really know much about if they're open for business. We haven't decided if that's where we want to shop yet, i.e., are we going to come steal some of your... So the alliance officially over, if there ever was one. The Pac-12 saying... Hey, we just haven't decided if we're going to steal your teams. I, meanwhile, the Big 12 is talking about stealing the Pac-12's teams. Ben, this is going to get good. This is already good, this is already good Kevin, because look, once again, it's the thing, right? Once again, Greg Sankey, he says, look. He's just sitting back. He, Greg Sankey goes, I have disputes. I have disagreements. But I have them in private. Right? <laughs> you know what Greg Sankey does? It's like this. And, look, and I'm not giving relationship advice, Kevin. No, I get it. But there's the married guys out there, right? Your marriage. Between you and your lady, that's y'all business. Meaning, in public, yeah, you will not see the dispute. For one, I don't want—I don't want you to see the dispute in public because you know, all the lies I've been saying to y'all goes out the window <laughs> when, I'm, when, I'm in, when I'm in front of her. <laughs> but number two, number two, Kevin, the greatest thing about unity—I want to show it all the time. What is it with the Big Twelve and the Pac-12? We've seen this before, right? We've seen y'all do this when y'all needed each other the most. When, hey, man, going to have a season, not going to have a season. We're going to start this date, not going to start this date. And here we go again. Big 12 comes and says, oh, man, you know, we're open for business. Pac-12 commission like, hey, what do you mean? We might be trying to come get some of y'all teams. Because, but this is the thing, right? Pac-12 is living in a fantasy world. What make you think, what make you think people want to come over there? Like, for what? Like, if somebody says, all right, Pac-12, what are you offering? What? What are you offering? Well, you know, Arizona, Arizona State, Washington, Washington State. No Cal. Utah, Utah State. No? No. no. Northern California. That's what it is, Kevin. Once again, everybody think they can do what they see other people doing. I'm the commissioner of the Pac-12, man. Well, a lot of the people reading between the lines, where they were talking about losing uh, USC and UCLA. And he was like, look. We really want Los Angeles. I mean, who wouldn't? Come on. Or in Southern California. Come they were on. talking about, you know, trying to find replacements there. And I think the uh, whoever wrote the article on ESPN was like, yeah, it looks, it would appear that San Diego State is the top. Like, I'm sorry. But no, no disrespect to the Aztecs at all. No, 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 no. You're no, not no, replacing no, no, Southern California. No, 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 Kevin. No, 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 with no. San Diego State. You're not no, doing No, Kevin, no. That is what you're really saying, Kevin. There are certain things <laughs> in ultimate life. ultimate disrespect, I uh, guess, Kevin. at the end of the day. All right, Kevin. You know you're 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 in Atlanta, right? There's there's John Smoke, right? 
What's up, John? John kind of blow you off a little bit. You're like, oh, that's John. You, you're going to give him a pass. But if this is the upcoming, this is the guy in the Braves farm system, and you just happen to know, like, you let him know, I know who you are. Just, you know, Patrick Smith, whatever. What's up, Pat, man? And love what you're doing at AAA. He blows you off. You're going to look at him and go, really? Because that's what we're talking about here. Like, certain people, and I'm not saying it's good, right? But certain people get a little bit more, you know, prestige when it comes to stuff. The Pac-12, the Pac-12 commissioner, he he's, I I get how you're supposed to see, you know, your conference. Hell, Clark Lee say Vanderbilt gonna be the best program, so I get, you know, talking points. Yeah. But Kevin, once again, what are you? We get to talking about conferences top to bottom. Every conference got a got a top dog. Is the top dog in the Pac-12 Utah? It, it might be right now. Oregon. I mean, I mean, I, mind you, I'm, not, I, I'm not saying it's nothing. I'm not saying anything wrong with that. But this is the problem. I know it is with that. Hey, man, where's Ohio State? But I mean, Utah doesn't have the hundred years of tradition that Southern Cal does. I mean, once again, we got a program. Here we go. This Saturday, we got the Utes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like the who? The Utes. Who is that? I'm just, Kevin. Look, I ain't mad at nobody. Greg Sankey handled his business early. And get on out the way. Like you don't even you don't even hear from Greg Sankey. Right? Greg Sankey say, look, I put out news. Nobody listen, all our talking points are the same. Even, even Jimbo and, and Nick Saban brought good publicity to the SEC because it's two coaches going at it. Look how that went. All we had to do was make sure they ain't on the same day in Atlanta. That's it. Just don't put them down on the same day. I don't want them walking by each other in a fake. That would be the best dust up. That's all it's going to be. It ain't going to take – ain't going to be able to – a punch here. And he going to – you know, and you know, I mean, Jimbo Fisher told his ACL trying to get out the way. He ain't throw a punch. No. It was good publicity for the SEC. Kevin, if if the if the Pac-12 – most people don't know, but if the Pac-12 commissioner was standing beside Greg Sankey and Kevin Warren, well, we know who he was. And the answer is no. Who's that guy? Hey, Greg. Hey, Kevin, yeah, who's the friend right here? You know me? <laughs> so, I was, hey, listen, but Kevin, we got to do what we got to do. We're trying to salvage what we have left. The Pac-12 is basically saying we're not going anywhere. Big 12 is saying, well, we're not going anywhere. Well, somebody can't stay. That's an, an unfortunate. You probably can. Oh, but you know it's an inevitability that somebody's getting poached out of those two. It seems like the ACC, while people think they're vulnerable, I don't think they're going to get poached by the, either the, one the of those. One thing the it's going to be the SEC or Big yeah. K coming for them. Well, Kevin, I mean, what the ACC has on, side, uh, has on its side is location. Like, because you're in the part of the country that college football is king, you at least got that. And now your commission was kind of saying stuff, too. Like, everybody won't know the dame. Sure. Greg said, if Notre Dame, you know, Chancellor, whomever call, hello? Listen, we wasn't. No, no, ho, ho. Can you put that in writing? Because if you can put it in writing, we can make the announcement right now. But other than that, Kevin, two teams out there that, that, that will pick up the phone, but Greg said pick up the phone for Notre Dame, UNC. That's it. That's who we are. What about Virginia? Uh, maybe. But, yes, I, 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 can appreciate the, uh, I can appreciate the Pac-12 commissioner just calling it what it is. Kevin, he's saying, look, I got, I got other teams looking at me, man. I got to say the right things, man. But this is the saddest I've ever seen Pac-12 media days, boy. It's sad. I mean, it is. I mean, I mean, like you know, you USC and UCLA are on the way out. And I, to what, his what credit, what do Lincoln Riley even say, man? <laughs> really excited to be, really I'm excited ex- to be here. Excited You're to a get liar. to, excited to get to know some of y'all for the next. 
couple of seasons, then we'll go somewhere. No, I, I mean, I think that the, the Pac-12 commissioner is doing some of what he has to do. He said, look, as long as USC and UCLA are in the Pac-12, we're going to facilitate everything we can to make sure they're successful. Okay, that's what you should do. That's called doing the right thing. Uh, but you're right. I think Pac-12 is like, I don't know about open for business. We haven't decided if we're going to shop in their store yet. Oh. Like, I don't know if that makes anybody I scared. Your brand. Yeah, I don't know if that makes anybody scared. Like, if I'm the Big 12, I'm like, look, all it takes is one phone call, and I can get four of your schools, and then what you going to do? I mean, I, I think Pac-12 has said it's going to be interesting to see what they end up as at the end of all this. we got more to come. Here it is, three and out. Hit us up on Twitter, at Pigskin Radio. We are streaming live, ESPNCoastal.com. Good to have you back here. It's Ben and Kevin on this Friday. Thanks for making us a part of your day. Braves and Diamondbacks coming up a little bit later tonight as the Braves are at home. Got to have a little payback there for the Diamondbacks after it didn't go so well there in Arizona. So we'll get to that coming up in just a little bit. But let's go to the phones here, Ben. I believe we've got AC on the line. AC, what's up? Good afternoon. Thank you so much for taking my call. How you guys doing? Hey, we're doing fantastic. Hey, I have two questions for you guys. My first question is I'm going to put you guys on the spot. Who are the next two college football programs are likely to join FEC and Big Ten for the next two teams? My second question is on uh, this weekend, let's assume you want to watch, rewatch a college football game. Which game would you rather watch and why? For me, I would rather watch Georgia annihilating Alabama and Alabama fret. And they're crying like a little baby. Thank you so much for taking my call, guys. Who do you think the who do you think the next two teams to go to the SEC or Big Ten would be? <clears throat> SEC. I'm gonna. I'm, <clears throat> Kevin, you kind of warm me over. I think. I think. I think UNC will be a team because it just makes sense. University of North Carolina and. Because, because you know, Notre Dame is just – they're just a wild card. University of Virginia. Because I think – I think what because I don't know who's in the original SEC, which I'm not saying Greg Singer cares about that. Not either one of them. <clears> they, yeah. want, <clears throat> they want – they want – they want flagship universities, and I want – I want certain – I want these schools. In these, so, University of North Carolina, University of Virginia – you add into you add into quote the East Coast and all these different schools. Now you said the Big Ten. If they're smart, if they're smart, I would say Oklahoma State. I think Oklahoma State is saying a bunch of things right now because they're the top dog, gonna be in the Big Twelve. But Kevin, this is the thing: right? everybody think they can do it, but you got to do it year in and year out. Go over to the Big Ten, the way you blend right in with like a Penn State, a Michigan State, <sighs> and I. I know, I know it sounds crazy. I know it sounds crazy. But if the Big Ten goes against UCLA and USC, why not Oregon? Like, it, it, just, it just makes sense. Like, because the whole thing about it is the brand of football right now of Oregon is better than USC and UCLA. Their brand of football is just better. And Dan Lanning, like, that gets him back. And, hey, man, I'm, go, I'm not going to be recruiting big – I'm not going to be recruiting Pac-12 players. I can, I can – you know, I'm not going to be recruiting guys. I'm, I know what wins. And I know that my, you know, my country accent might be a little, you know, so, you know, in the in the Midwest. But but for me, Kevin, uh, SEC, Virginia, UNC, Big Ten, I would go Oklahoma State. 
Oregon, I think they would be uh, two incredible additions. Because yeah. I mean, because uh, Oregon, Oregon kind of you know told the Pac-12 we we want out. Well, them and Washington both. I, I think if I'm if I'm looking at it, I think for the uh, the Big Ten, I would say Washington and Oregon. And you say why that locks down the West Coast pretty much. Yep. Uh, you got Washington, Oregon, USC. So you have the three biggest schools. Yeah. One from each state and UCLA kind of helps. So you kind of have a cluster of schools out there and. Essentially, you're 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 see the shining sea, right? Uh, we're we're coast to coast. You go from Penn State, well, actually Maryland, very much on the coast, Maryland, all the way over uh, to Washington, Oregon, USC, and uh, and UCLA. So, I, if it's if it's me, I think you're looking at those schools. SEC, I will kind of agree with you. I think UNC is one. I will go Virginia Tech. I think that just kind of fits the mold a little better. Big alumni base. It's not the state flagship, but probably in terms of passion. For the sports, I would say go with Virginia Tech, although I understand Virginia makes sense. Uh, and you have a little close rivalry there that you could develop with Tennessee with uh, you know Virginia Tech not being too terribly far from uh, the upper northeast of, uh, of Tennessee. So I think for me, SEC, North Carolina, and Virginia Tech, and Big Ten, Oregon, and, and Washington, to me those kind of make sense. Now if you get any bigger than that, the possibilities kind of grow from there, but I, that's that's who I would target if I were those uh, those conference coaches. As for if I could go back and watch one game of college football, he said the national championship game. What would it be <clears throat> for you, Ben? <clears throat> wow, it's a lot of good, a lot of really, really, really good games last year. Uh what game if I can go back and watch last? I'll tell year you that- mine just because I I think it was it was fun if I'm if I'm remembering it correctly. And you know I'm an old man, so sometimes. But I would say uh, what the Rose Bowl. Was yeah. it Utah and Ohio State? Yeah. That was an un- unbelievable was. <laughs> football game where you got to see playmaking, big-time plays, back and forth. That was a fun one. You know what? I would I would say uh, because it was so it was one of those games to where you know it was going to be, I would go Auburn-Penn State. Auburn going up to Penn State, you got two, like, you know, in a sense, like, you know, big-time universities. And obviously, uh, you know, what, Zombie Nation yeah. was going crazy, Bo Nix and company. And <clears throat> anytime – a team outside of the SEC beats a team in the SEC. You already know it's coming. Oh, we beat the big bad SEC, you know. But I think it was sure. A, but also, uh, even sticking with Ohio State, uh, Oregon, Ohio State last year. Oregon goes to Ohio that State, was beats a, them, yeah. and people are like what? Like, because as long as everything goes according to plan, no one goes crazy. Oregon's <laughs> not gonna. Oregon's not gonna beat Ohio State. They beat them. What? Now, Kevin, I and, and this is no pub. But the Red River rivalry last year, it was good. Like, it was really, really good. Texas had a chance to win. Uh, you know, Spencer Rattler's not playing well. He gets benched. You know, here, you know uh, here comes in Caleb Williams. And the rest is history. Like, I was like, it, it's one of those games, Kevin, you start saying to yourself, Texas, y'all doing something stupid. Y'all about to do something dumb. Oh, my God. And then when they lost, I'm like, so the Red River rivalry is, you know, I mean, hate to give them any pub, but it was good. Obviously, you know, Auburn, uh, Penn State, and, uh, you know, Oregon traveling uh, to the shoe. I think they call it the shoe. And, yeah. uh, beating, up, and beating up on Ohio State. I, t- I typically don't like to go back and watch games. I, no, I, no, I, no, I, 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 I just never been one thing because I already know the outcome. To me, that's like the one thing about sports. I, mean, I, I can I'll, watch the I, same, I'm gonna say this. I, I can I'm watch the one. same movie a hundred yeah. times. Oh, yeah. But I, I, watch I, I, I will say this. Do, do I go back and watch games that I played in? Well, that's different, But it's the thing, though, Kevin. That's different. But do I watch the games I played in that we lost? Nope. Not doing it because I know how it ends up. <laughs> but I will say this, though. The reason why I go back and watch, because, some, you know how, like, 
You know, I like even telling the story because I was in the game. I, it, just, it went like this, and I go, it didn't go like that. But, no, I, I think that's what makes college football so incredible. We remember the moments, right? We right. remember the games. And that's the thing. We are lovers of college football. Yeah, we got our favorite team, our favorite team. And that's the thing. Just because my team is in a conference doesn't mean I necessarily love the conference. Okay, people? If you went to Kentucky, and I don't know, Georgia's playing Alabama. You don't say I'm rooting for Georgia because they're in the SEC East. No, that's crazy talk. Root for your team. Now, if you, if you went to the University of Georgia, I know that's foreign to y'all. Y'all like, wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. We don't even root for our team outside of football season. <laughs> let alone, wait, we, I can't root for Duke in basketball. No. No. How many, how many times, honest <laughs> to goodness, just to follow up on this question, how many times do you think Christian has watched the national championship game? It's on his phone. He he has he has. No, I'm like, if you had to place a bet on it, how many times? Seven, eight, seven. You want to go seven? Yeah. I'm going to say he's watched it at least ten times. This, 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 I'm about to send him. A, I'm going to send him a text and see if he'll answer me. I'm going to say ten times. So I'll go seven. I know he's probably watched it at least once a month. I, I, since I, I, have, I, at I, least. I will say this right. This dependent. If not me. more. This dependent is in me. What I knew. <laughs> <laughs> When I knew, look, because I, I, I mean, I'm a fan. I, listen, I'm a fan of college football players first, man. College football, college football players, I get it. When I knew that Georgia was going to win, I turned the TV off. <laughs> like, and, that, and that's and that's just that's just a pity. Like I'm, listen, I am super happy At for least Georgia. You can admit that. Super I, happy for Kirby. Super happy for the University of Georgia and they fans. I mean, love guys like DJ Shockley, man. Play with guys like you know, like David Green. You know, I'm, I'm happy for these guys. Ben Watson and and Randy McMichael. This goes on and on. But the competitor in me, I can't watch it. I'm like, oh my god! Then I got to, then, then it's gonna be. I got to turn on TV tomorrow. I can't even go on the ESPN app everywhere. Uh. <laughs> but at the same time, shout out because Kevin, that, Kevin, that's the thing, right? That's what makes it. It's like the age, the age old question: What do you want more, to see your team win, or to see your rival team lose? I don't know, because I want them rivals to lose bad. But I want my team to win, so that's the that that's why I'm torn in between. And, yeah. and so so if Al, listen, I don't really got a problem with Alabama outside the fact they beat the hell out of everybody. I can't stand Georgia because you know for obvious reasons I respect them. But I'm like, dude, it's like I don't know what to pick. I ain't picking nobody. I'm a no win situation. <laughs> I'll, I'll ask Christian in the break and see if I get an answer. We got more to come. It is three and out on the Southern Pigskin Radio Network. Good to have you back. Here it is, three and out on this Friday. He is Ben Troop. I'm Kevin Thomas. Glad you're making us a part of your day. Braves and Diamondbacks coming up later tonight. Ben, we also enter into the trade deadline coming up next Tuesday. Haven't seen the Braves do anything as of yet. There's been some other trades around Major League Baseball. Everybody's saying, well, what would you give up for Shohei Otani? I've seen some just ridiculous stuff. I saw someone on TV put up a... Michael Harris, uh, Kyle Wright, Kyle Muller, and Braden Shoemake, who's a, if you don't know Braden Shoemake, he's a shortstop down in the minor leagues, third-ranked prospect in Braves organization for Shohei Otani. But, like, come on. Not doing that. <coughs> nope. I, I think Shohei Otani is a great player. I'm not, I'm not doing that. Not giving all that up uh, to, to make that happen. So this is the time of year, as you, as you see, you get all kinds of wild stuff thrown around, Ben, uh, when really – Alex Anthopoulos, in terms of in-season that we've seen, hasn't made a lot of blockbuster deals at the trade deadline. It's been a lot of pieces where you go, 
Really? Like the first one last year was Jock Peterson. A lot of people were like, "That's what I, I I can remember the comment. That's what we're doing to win the pennant is Jock Peterson. Look how it worked out. Uh, Jorge Soler. That's gonna help. Look how it worked out. So it seems like the history of uh, Alex Anthopoulos, at least at the trade deadline, is to get some pieces. I think a couple of years before that, Alex Anthopoulos, what, got Shane Green from Detroit. Detroit was the last place team. A lot of people said, is this going to work? Yeah, he's got a lot of saves, but he's on a bad, bad team. And so you try to think back to some of those moves. I wouldn't expect a huge deal from Alex Anthopoulos. I would expect a deal for a guy that's kind of a situational guy, maybe an every-other-day guy. Uh, maybe a guy that fills a need for two months, and, and that's all you need it for. So I think I'm about done with all the Shohei Otani stuff. I know people are like, well, maybe, maybe you could go out and you could get you know, Noah Syndergaard. So I was like, just just calm down. Yeah. I, 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 don't, I don't feel like he's going to do that. Yeah. I feel like it's going to be a smaller move if the Braves make one to kind of help the team in the short term. That's what that's what Alex Anthopoulos have earned, though, Kevin, right? When you think about a guy like Alex Anthopoulos to where when he first come in, when he first when he first uh, – First come to the league when he first comes over uh, to the Braves. It's okay. Every every day is, this guy got to, he got to put the roster together. Okay, what is he gonna do with the trade deadline with the Braves? You heard that they were ahead of schedule, ahead of schedule, ahead of schedule. Then, I mean, man, I mean, Lightning struck struck three times last year. All three guys. You look at what they was able to do, and now it's almost like he's created a you know an unreal uh, expectation for sure. himself. But let's calm that. Like show like the. Do you want Shohei? Yeah, you'll take him, but you're not. I'm not giving up because this is the thing. Shohei is only going to be here what a year and a, a half, what, yeah. If that, because <laughs> the Braves are not. Listen, look, there ain't but so many teams even going to offer Shohei Otani when he comes up for his deal. The Braves ain't one of them. I can go ahead and tell you that right now. But stop acting as if the Braves got to do like it don't got to. Now Noah Syndergaard, hell yeah, if you can get him. But I think that's the thing, like. Noah Syndergaard, you would want to add. Man, he would. would Noah Syndergaard gonna add pop to any pitching lineup, any one of them. But Noah's got to understand this: the leverage that you had on a team that don't matter ain't the same leverage on a team that does. Like Noah, we want you. Yeah. But well, I mean, I I feel like there's people expecting a huge move, and I don't know that it's gonna happen. We gotta step I, aside. We'll come back. Take three around the corner. Hour two. Hit us up on Twitter at Pigskin Radio. Welcome back. It is three and out here on the Southern Pigskin Radio Network. I'm Kevin Thomas. He is Ben Troop. Glad you're making us a part of your day. I got our smiley faces back up there on uh, uh, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. You can uh, always watch the show live there. Listen to the show, ESPNCoastal.com, or across the radio network uh, here at Pigskin Radio. You can uh, get with us on uh, Twitter uh, as well. But so much to get to. Here on the show, of course, now the homework clause has been taken out of Kyler Murray's contract as that saga continues to just look ridiculous. So uh, we'll get to more of that coming up in just a little bit. But, Ben, it is 4 o'clock. Let's take three here on 3 and out. All right, take one. Troy Anderson apparently been running with the first team at linebacker. Of course, he was called very athletic, Falcons' second-round pick, uh, learning the position, a guy who could do a lot. Will Troy Anderson, Ben, take one. Will Troy Anderson be the leading tackler for the Falcons in 2022? Um, I would say no, only because he's a guy that's still really, really raw. Got a shot to be really, really good, though, Kevin. I think that the one thing that Troy Anderson, I mean, you know, what he, what he brings to the position is versatility. 
You hear the word raw a lot in football. Raw just means he has the physical ability. He got the talent. He's got to figure out what he's doing. Because what what a player lacks, you know, uh, in athleticism, you try to make up a scheme. Well, what a player doesn't lack, you know, uh, in uh, athleticism, he has to figure out the scheme. Saw this guy in college, Kevin, very, very impressive. The problem is I saw him at tight end. I saw him at running back. I saw him at quarterback. And I saw him at linebacker. So he's very, very athletic. I think the thing about any scheme is I got, I got to learn the scheme. I got to learn what I'm doing so I can just react. Foot, the best football players just react. I know what I'm supposed to be doing. I, I, I know my responsibilities. Can I react? And it's a good sign, though. I will say, as a guy that got thrown in sometimes with the first team as a rookie, it could be overwhelming because they expect you to look like a starter. It's almost like this. My coach would always say, at any given time, somebody's watching us. They should not be able to tell who's the new guy. And when you look at football like that, meaning at any given time, Kevin, you flip on the tube, that go to Falcons, it's not that go to Falcons on defense with a rookie. No, no, no. He, you, you're one of the best players in the world. Second round pick. And I think the thing about Terry Fontenot is, if you've seen the way he kind of put together guys with the, with the Saints, he wants guys that are versatile. You know, uh, he seems to be a versatile guy. We'll see, Kevin, but once again, it's early. Very early. You knew that with Deion Jones, uh, you know, not really playing right now, he was going to get some reps. Because at a certain point, I want to see what I got. Like, if every time, Kevin, if every time you come to my crib, I'm showing off this nice car, yep. it's in the garage, you're like, well, bro, can you start it up? Like, does it start? You know, and that's the thing. I want to see what I got. The reason why I want to see what I got, I want to see uh, how far away he is. Because if he's not far away, like, okay, he's a second-round pick, so you're going to play. But I don't want you to play because of where you got drafted. I want you to play because you're the best 11 that we got. They're going to they're gonna throw him in. They're going to see. And, Kevin, if, if, it's, if he can pick up the scheme and, look, if he, they can take some of that athleticism and let, and let him go out there and, you know, really run around, he's, I mean, it's, it's too early to say how he's going to be because, unfortunately, I can't get a real barometer in preseason. I got to wait till, till, till it's live. But uh, early signs, Kevin, as you're going to hear, you got that – Everybody's going to make some, some type of good news every day in football. You don't know who that's going to be. Troy is up today. Seem to be doing I think it'll be well. interesting. I mean, uh, Foya Lucan uh, led the team at tackles. And you can read into that what you want. I know that's not necessarily good when they were seven, eight yards downfield a lot. But I think he has a chance to make kind of an impact. Maybe not you know, just the dominating, but a guy that comes in as a uh, first-year player and really has a lot of success. All right, Ben, take two. This is just for you. I can't answer this because... Uh, you played in the league. Dominique Foxworth went on Twitter, I guess, defending uh, Kyler Murray and said, look, I didn't know how to watch film until I was five years in the league. What percentage of NFL guys do you think actually understand how to watch and break down film? I would say maybe half, <clears throat> and that's being generous because this is the thing. Everything in football, unless you just are, you know, a person that really understands uh, the game of football – you, you have to be shown how to do stuff. Like, I've been a tight end since I was in high school. I still had to be shown what to do. We want you to do it a certain way. And I appreciate Dominique Foxworth for doing that because this is the thing, right? I, I Look, look let, let, me, let me just go ahead and kill a myth real quick, all right? Everybody don't watch film like Peyton Manning and Tom Brady. Everybody don't break down every single minute detail like certain guys. You know how I know? I was one of those guys. I'm not – I'm going to watch it. I'm going to see what they want to do on third down. I'm going to see what these guys are doing. But what, what, what Dominique Foxworth was trying to get people to do was saying, look, 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 look. 
Kyler Murray just doesn't do it like everybody else does it. You know how we know why? Because they put it in the contract. If they don't put it in the contract and don't make a big deal about it, we don't know. But I think, but Kevin, you know, it just comes with the program, meaning they expect the quarterback, quote, to be the leader. They expect the quarterback to be the first guy in, the last guy out. They, want, they expect the quarterback to be the guy to fly everybody to an undisclosed location in the offseason sure. so they can bond, right? They never talk about uh, – we don't, we, listen, we don't know how Aaron Rodgers watches tape. We don't even know if he watches tape. We know he's a baller. Well, wasn't Brett Favre kind of famously like – Yeah, I didn't, didn't know, know, he didn't, I didn't know how to read He didn't defense. know what nickel was. Like he, he, didn't, he didn't know what nickel was. Now, think about this, though. I just see open guy and throw him the yeah, ball. Like, like somebody goes, yeah, I mean, that's nickel. That's dime. What? Like, and, and think about this. As Isn't a football it, player, is that like one of those that makes a good story but can't possibly be true? Like, no, if you no. play long enough, like, yeah. Ben, you're a tight end. You uh-huh. don't go over necessarily all the defense. But could you have played football for, let's let's say you did a four and four. Mm-hmm. Four, eight, nine years, counting your first year. Could you have played nine years and not known what a nickel defense looks like? Absolutely. No, 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 no. No, no, this is the thing, right? I I could have, but this is what happens, though. This is what happens. The way in which I see the field and what the quarterback is seeing is that, like, we're looking at the same thing. We're just not processing it the same. Sometimes <clears throat> Rod Woodson is the best example. Rod Woodson, Hall of Fame safety, you know, played for the Steelers, played for the Raiders. Incredible player. Incredible player. Came in as a corner, ended up as a safety. He said – I didn't have a diet when I was in the NFL. I ate candy and ate bad and all this other type of stuff, and I went out there and got it done. This is what it is, Kevin. <clears throat> we don't want to hear things that make us go, what? He didn't watch <laughs> tape? Or he didn't? No, everybody doesn't do it the same. Meaning, when I was in college, right? When, no, no, go back to high school. Right. My team didn't have a help squad. We just we, we ran our plays all the time. We would play teams in high school. I couldn't tell you who their best player was. I couldn't tell you how they play. I couldn't tell you what their colors were. We're getting off the bus playing these guys. So when I get to college and they say scout team this, scout team that, I don't know what that is. And 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 my teammates are going, you don't know what a scout team is. Y'all ain't run scout team. Y'all don't have a scout report. No, <laughs> like guys that put tape on their cleats when they, they call it spatting up. God, there are guys who spat up for fashion, and there are guys who spat up, you know, for protection. I'm trying to protect my ankles. I didn't either. So the first time I seen it, I was like, what are they doing with that tape? So that's all I'm saying. It's like we, we act as if everybody got to do it the same. No, no. Football is a buffet of the best players. You get to pick who you like and who you don't like, and you would be surprised at what's – yeah, what, do, I, do I think that a guy like Aaron Donald know every single thing these O-line want to do to him? Yeah, but I also wouldn't be surprised if he didn't. Because, Kevin, you know just like I know. I can sit there trying to look at that curveball, and I can hit it every day. But until I hit it when it matters, it don't matter. If I can't hit it when it matters, I seen him hit one the other day, Coach, and he's striking out when it matters. It's about doing it when it matters. Kyler Murray learned a very, 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 Key component when it comes to a valuable lesson when it comes to football. You better do all you can because you don't want stuff to get out. Because now, Kevin, no matter what he does, if he loses, which he will, he ain't going undefeated, they're going to say they're going to go back to that because perception is reality. But shout out to Dominique Foxworth, man, trying to look out for the guy. I wasn't a – I watched tape, you know, I, but I ain't, I ain't sitting there like this. Uh, let me get this popcorn. Nobody bothers me. No, 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 because – 
I know I can play. It's just the fact that, hey, man, I got to figure certain stuff out because it becomes what the defense doing and what the guy got. There's individual matchups, collectively, individually. But, uh, Kyler, sir, you may never live this one down, man. It's just, it's just one of those we'll things. Talk more about, I, just, I, I just figured, and you probably know the guys. You're like, yeah, that guy has no clue what's going on versus oh, oh, the guy oh, that's oh, – oh, 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 it's quick. I mean, you, you learn that quick. Like, what if you do watch tape and it don't matter? That's what I'm trying to do because like you're, you watch wa- tape. you're watching the tape, but it's not sinking. Oh, hey, I know what they're going to do. Wait, that means you're going to stop it. I know. The, the, the Detroit Lions watch tape. It don't look like it, but they do. Yeah. So. <laughs> hey, look, I, I I just wanted to get their perspective on that. All right, Ben, moving along. Take three. We always save an important question for last. All right. Today is my birthday. Thank you. Happy, happy birthday to Kevin don't, Thomas. Don't bring you it know up. what don't, it is. Don't bring it up again. All right. But that being said. If you are the birthday celebrant, are you going cake, you going ice cream, or would you expect both? Oh, this is easy, man. I want cake all day. I'm going to tell you why, Kevin. I'm going to tell you why. Kevin, my father had to tell me this. Okay. The least thing a – I'm not, I'm not making it man versus woman. The least a person does for a person in their lifetime is get them a cake. Think about this. That's the one <laughs> thing. Nothing. I mean, you get stuff. You get it. Love you. Hey, you know, I appreciate you. Cake. Think about if every time. Baked with love. Listen, listen. Just, okay. Now, well, let's just ask this. What is your favorite kind of cake? Do you have a favorite type of cake? Uh, Yeah. I mean, if we're going like straight birthday cake. Like, 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 be- like, 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 like you can get what, listen, it's one of the, you can get whatever you want. Like, you don't got to, you don't got to like down. You can get whatever kind of cake you okay, want. Okay. Whatever kind of cake. This is just when it's done right. Lemon cake with the. Lemon drizzle oh, on the top. Oh, Kevin won't do You like I, lemon frosting? Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. No, okay. no, 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 not the frosting. Like, you get the lemon pound cake uh-huh. with the lemon, like, sugary drizzle on the top. Like the little. Oh, the, 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 little, the little melted little sugar. Like, yeah, oh, my God. Yeah. Okay, Kevin. That's like, when it's done good, that's. that's now, now, do you As want, far as cake is concerned. Do you, like, do you like it hot, like, straight when it's kind of like oh, warm yeah, still? Yeah. Okay, okay. This, all right, all right, I know this there's good. people that eat right, it cold out of the refrigerator. Today's Kevin's birthday. Listen, listen, everybody, listen, everybody on Twitter, y'all know no, what it is. No, in the no, comments. No. Happy I'm birthday old. to you know, hey, listen, no, he's not hey, old. Listen, listen. That was no, my no, knee no, right he's there. Seasoned. <laughs> he's seasoned, okay? All right, Kevin. It's random. You're okay. out. And Kevin, obviously, because of what you do, you don't you don't know people staring at you because they, they know who you are or they just they just crazy. Like, what are you staring at? You're out with the fam. Y'all eating, you know, just say for happy, you know, for your birthday. Somebody comes up right? with one of those. Hey man, I heard you on the show today. Here you go. Are you afraid to eat it, or do you eat it? No, I trust our listeners. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't. No, I, no, Check I this. No, no, I'm trying to make a point. Let me, let me I show did you. have somebody bring me food before. Well, let, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me show you what I mean by uh, why, guys, as we get older, it's a little thing. I said, Kevin, what type of cake you want? Up, oh, lemon. You know exactly the cake you yeah. want, and that's any day of the week. You guys got lemon with the little drizzle on it? Yeah, the, little, the lemon pound cake. Because let me tell you why. I mean, get, I, don't get me wrong. I will eat the other cake. Of the course. Other kind, of course. Listen. Hey, your favorite cake? Yeah, don't need nothing but a fork. That's it right. don't need. I don't. I'm not a. I'm not a. Uh, it don't need no ice cream. What's the? Uh, what's the red cake? My red wife, devil cake. My wife loves that stuff. I'm not. Not, no, 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 not no, no, necessarily no. fair, but no. If you have, if I had my choice, that's what I'm getting. All I'm saying is, right? The so to my pl- wife, the, if you're the, listening, you got a few I, minutes. <laughs> yeah. Whip it up, bro. Yeah, whip, whip it up. <laughs> I will say this. In or college, the, the store is I, open. Kevin, Kevin is for a little bit longer. In college. When I, when I moved yeah. off campus, had my own spot, uh, I used to do that. I would go to a certain supermarket. I'm not going to give y'all no easy pub on here. Right. 
and I would get a birthday cake. I would get a cake. So, just because? Just because. Just okay. Because. But this is the thing. <laughs> uh, the lady would say, dude. How many birthdays you got? Yeah, she would be like, no, she'll say, you never put any happy birthday to anybody. No, no, you don't got to do all that. Just, don't waste do your time. But this is crazy. But this is how good the cake I used to get was. So where I lived at as a senior, we. Would you we buy got, the full one or the round one? No, like the, they, they didn't, the, the little ones that they got now, like the little $10, they didn't have those then. You had to get the, you know, you had to get the big the, ones. The full deal. I didn't mind, but you had to get the big ones. Okay. Where I lived at now, I wouldn't suggest this now. This is back in, you know, this is back in like 2000, 2003. We didn't lock our doors at night. Don't don't ask me why. We was doing some more reckless stuff. I'm sleep. You know how you sleep, but you can see stuff. My door opens up. The intruder, even though he wasn't, goes. I'm, I'm, I'm laying on my couch. He goes in. He goes in my refrigerator. Opens up. I see him go in my. Uh, uh, you know, I see him going. Um, go get a, a butter knife. I see him do this. <laughs> so it looks like he's cutting a piece of cake. Listen, it looks right? like he's cutting. A piece of cake. All of a sudden, I'm dozing off. He walks by, door closes, think nothing of it. I wake up the next morning, and I go, "Wait a minute, man! Somebody just like somebody just like uh, came in and helped themselves." I go look at my refrigerator, and the piece of cake that he cut is in there. The cake is gone. <laughs> like the cake is gone, right? You know, the cake is gone. I get up, I, I, but I know who it is. Oh, you know who did it? Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. I go to this room. Knock at his, I walk in his house and the door ain't open. And there, sitting, sitting in front of his bed, is my cake. And I say, um, <laughs> what the hell you doing with my cake, bro? <laughs> he says, I'm sorry, I left you a piece. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no, that's not how this goes. Are you ready to fight? All at that I'm point? saying is, Kevin, listen, we can start a freaking, we can start a freaking uh, I'm trying to tell you, man, we can, we can, we can start a freaking rebellion around here when it comes to these cakes, man. I'm telling you, yeah. Kevin, cakes is, listen, Kevin, any day, if somebody was like, man, all you going to say, thank you, because there's always room for cake. Shout out to Kevin Thomas. Today is Kevin Thomas' birthday. Y'all know what to do on Twitter. Shout out to the homie making it happen. And mama, and listen, listen, and, uh, Kevin's better half, you know what to do. I mean, you still got time. <laughs> this, this supermarket that I talked about that I got my cakes, they just happen to be not too far from where we yeah. are. So if you want to get one, we will taste test it. Make sure it's good. Make sure everybody's okay. <laughs> no carrot cake. No carrot cake. <laughs> yeah, no carrot cake. That's not real cake. That's no. not real cake at all. We've got more to come. It's three and out all across the Southern Pigs. Good to have you here. It's three and out. Kevin Thomas, he is Ben Troop. Thanks for making us a part of your day. Ben, you talked about it earlier. I wanted to get your thoughts on it again because it keeps changing by the day. And it's just, we had a caller yesterday. I think it was Ray who said, look, it's, been, it's embarrassing for both sides. And it really is. So mm-hmm. first you put in a, a, a contract deal. That both of you agreed to, where you agreed to do four hours of film study. A community service. Uh, I mean, basically, (laughs) right? Yeah. Kyler Murray's like, I'm willing to do community service. Mm -hmm. Four hours a week of film, I guess, monitored film study. The team put it in there after giving him a $200 million contract. It comes out. Obviously, the team felt the need to put it in there. Why you want to give somebody $200 million if you don't think he's going to be committed, I don't know. If you're Kyler Murray, why you would ever sign a contract that has the possibility of that clause getting out, I don't know. But now the team has taken it out. So, Ben, but in this case, like, it's already out there. Yep. Right? It doesn't matter that you took it out of the yep. contract. Like, yep. You already had a contract where it leaked out that you don't believe your franchise quarterback 
is putting in enough work to do four hours of study a week, which is the bare minimum. Yep. I, well, excuse me. I would say that's probably not even the bare minimum. That's like an hour a day yep. leading up. You know, that's not even the, that's not even the bare minimum. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. So it's not. It's like, hey, this should just be done without question. Like you probably do that much sitting with the coach. Yes. Uh, you don't, in, you in don't the even have to leave, You don't have to leave the facility to do that. Right. So the team takes it out. Kyler Murray has to defend himself, but as you said on the show yesterday, that rep is with you for the end of time. It doesn't matter whether it's true or not, right? And, and that's the unfortunate thing. It doesn't matter whether it's true or not. You're going to be the guy that they question your motivation to go out and win. Whether you're getting 100 hours of film study in or not. How do, how do you think this plays now that they felt the pressure to take it out? <sighs> I think I think, uh, I think the thing about this entire situation is it shows the pettiness uh, really on both sides. Kyle, this all goes back to when Kyler Murray was acting – you know, very, very immature last year because he wanted a contract extension. Kyler Murray thinks he's the first player to ever want a contract extension. Surprise, surprise. So then with everything he was doing, like, you know, unfollowing Arizona and all this other type of stuff, you know, taking down everything he had with Arizona Cardinal stuff on, they end up giving him his money. But that's the thing, Kevin. We know everything about you now. Like, we know, we know you're right? good and you're bad. And they're trying to show him, look, Obviously, we stuck with you, man, because somebody was going to give you the money. You're obviously, you know, a top 15 quarterback. I give him that. When they put that in the contract, whether it was true or not, which I do think it was true, they, the reason why they realized they made a mistake was this, because I go, look, when it comes to these contracts, we're going to say that you're going to see four years, five years, so many hundreds of million with so many guaranteed. Then it comes out, but but a, but a stipulation is this. Now, we know what stipulations are. It's usually some type of incentive. Usually it's some type of incentive that somebody has already hit already or can't hit. When you saw this, I'm like, this is unprecedented. They got to make you watch film. Then here come, you know, come, come the social media sphere doing what it does. They come to backlash. It's coming, coming, coming. Because think about it. They're not even talking about Arizona, the team. They're talking about the franchise quarterback and the stipulation. So then they said, we're going to take it out. Kyler Murray didn't throw a press conference. He just walked in on a press conference. No matter what, I believe it was true. I've never seen a contract, the language in the contract, or something that's crazy to get exposed. Now, this is the thing. If somebody does violate, do you have certain stipulated contract? Yeah, but we only hear about it if they violate it. You don't hear about it before. So, yes, Kevin, it is embarrassing. And it goes to show you why bad organizations are bad organizations. They said, and I don't know if it's like that now, when I was in the league, they said the hardest team to negotiate with are the Cardinals. They, they are very, very hard to negotiate with. They got their guy. You know, if you, if you, if you, if you kill Klingsburg, you think to yourself, dude, what is going on, man? Like, because – but is Cliff Kingsbury the one that would drive something like that to be no, put in a contract? I, 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 because I he, the well, head coach knows, right? Yeah, I, mean, I, I don't – this is the thing. This is what Arizona should realize to take from the entire situation as well as uh, Aaron Murray. There is no such thing, right, as, pet, as, as pettiness that gets swept under the rug when it comes to big-name organizations and big-name players. Kyler Murray is one of the most recognizable players in the National Football League. Like, people know him when they see him. Without a helmet on, that's Kyler Murray right there. Right. Now, it's that's Kyler Murray, the guy that don't watch film. <laughs> yeah, he does. No, he doesn't. But my point is, like, how would that get put in the contract? Like, Cliff Kingsbury would know that. Like, yeah. who goes to the team and said, hey, man, if we're going to make him our franchise quarterback, we need to we need to make sure he is committed. I mean, my response to that would be, if you don't think he's committed, let's go find somebody else, right? I mean, I I, well, well, I, I don't is, want to write that well, in the contract. Well, this is the thing. This is the thing, Kevin. I don't think it's so much that they put it in the contract. 
when the fact they got out. See? Was that supposed to be in there and nobody ever found yeah, out about what, it? I mean, well, what is the thing, Kevin? You know, or everybody, was it a power play? Everybody I mean, want yeah. to be anonymous these days. This, this is what really happened, right? A contract is open record. Like, anybody can see a contract. It's not G14 classified. You can see it. <laughs> Somebody saw that and went, is this – is this what I think it says? Because all they're doing is putting it out. And then we're like, bro, that is what it says. Then what Kyler Murray says, it's almost a joke. It's almost laughable. Y'all try. No, no, no. We didn't do anything. We are reading the language that is in the contract that you signed. So I think everybody should learn a valuable lesson. Number one, if you are a, a team that wants to re-sign a player, so, you know, so be it. But be very, very careful what's in those contracts. And be very, very careful what leaks out. But it's, it's a clown show no matter what. No, no matter how you try to slice this, the last two or three days, the Arizona Cardinals have been being talked about. It ain't got nothing to do with DeAndre Hopkins. It ain't got nothing to do, uh, you know, with a guy like J.J. Watt. You know, it ain't got – I mean, I'm just saying, when you, look, when you look at the type of guys that they got on that team, you know, they're talking about Kyler Murray and watching film. Buda Baker and those guys are thinking, dude, what, what, are, we, what are we doing? Really? Hard as we work in the offseason, but I will say this with Kyler Murray. Don't play with the NFL, man. No, I'm saying, but like if you're if you're in that locker room, what would be your response? I mean, and maybe I asked you this before, but what would be your response if you're like, hey, so I know people say don't count each other's money. Mm-hmm. I've heard a lot of former pros have come on this show and have said that, uh, you know, all timers have said, look, when I was a pro, I worried about my money. I'm not over there. Like, I want that guy to play well because it helps me. But I'm not worried about what his contract is. I'm worried about what my contract is and what it states. That being said, if you're on the Arizona Cardinals and your quarterback just had a clause thrown in there about watching film, are you like, Oh, I mean. It makes me weird. I'm just saying, are, are you like, are, is he watching? Because, I mean, I, yeah. you probably don't know when you were with the Titans or the Pucks. Or the, I mean, you probably weren't. I wouldn't do it. Like, I'm not going around going, who all's watching film today? Like I, I'm, I, I'm not going around taking the cliff notes of like, hey man, the D line group they, they they didn't watch film today. Like I'm not doing that. I'm worried about myself. What are you thinking as a player if you see the team put that in on your quarterback? It may, it may, it, while while I'm Either while, while, while while I'm definitely gonna <clears throat> be supportive of my teammate Kevin. This is the thing about any 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 team. We know who does what. Like it ain't, it, it's not like we are naive. We know who the best players are, right? We know who the best players are. But we also know this about Kyler Murray. The first half of the season, he is lights out. Second half, they catch up to him. So now you got to be asking yourself, well, why is that? The National Football League's job is to figure out what you do best and to take it away from you. You got to prove them that you're not a one-trick pony. Well, now, if I'm a player, I'm saying to myself, look, man, whether it's true or not, it puts, it puts doubt in my mind. Because as players, it's our job to be prepared for whatever. It's our job to know that playbook. It's our job to do our job. Kyler Murray, he is an incredibly talented player. He is. So, Kyler Murray, when you saw him in the playoffs, that kind of stuff he was doing, you're like, what in the world? Like, what in the world is he doing? So, yes, Kevin, while – while it's one of these tricky type situations because we don't know what is and what isn't, we know for a shadow of a doubt that was in that contract. We know beyond a shadow of a doubt because of public backlash, that's the only reason why they took it out. And we know beyond a shadow of a doubt that you cannot be trusted. Because it's the thing about Kyler Murray, right? He's a good player. He, he is a really, really good player. And let's call it what it is too, right? Let, let, let's stop doing this. 
Forget if he deserved his money, he got his money. The quarterback position is the one position that you don't necessarily got to be the best to get your money. You're going to get your money. If, if it's time for you to get new money, you're going to get big money. You just are. Now, he's a good player. Been a, been a you know, rookie of the year, been a pro bowler. I get that part. What about the playoffs? Because, Kevin, you know that. Because now that you got your money, now it's, okay, can you win some playoff games? Can you get us to a Super sure. Bowl? And that's what we're talking about. But I think the thing about the Arizona Cardinals that they really, really misjudged was, dude, yeah, protect your freaking quarterback. I Look, if I'm going to give you the money anyway, like Zion Williamson, it's something in his contract saying his weight got to be a certain <laughs> thing. But guess what? But guess what? That's fine. Like, hey, bro, because we know you, you know, we can balloon up, we're going to take money if you do. But that's normal. People, people lose the money because of weight. That's normal. They ain't say, hey, man, uh, yeah, could you score for us? Could you, you know, could you be an impact player? I ain't never seen nothing like that. I've seen about everything you can see in the national football. I ain't never seen nothing like this because forget people say it gives off the tune that he don't watch tape. No, it's saying that he don't watch tape. Don't give off no tone. He don't watch it. <laughs> like, he doesn't watch tape. So I, I just – because they think, hey, man, you got to take the next level, man. You got to take the next step. They all take the next step. Take the next step. All right, been in the league four or five years. Take the next step. But you know who's loving this with that contract? Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson and the Ravens are saying, thanks a lot, the Browns. <laughs> thanks a lot, Arizona. We're trying to figure out. But, hey, but now all he can control is what he's always controlled. Go out there and play the best you can. Hey, man, silence these doubters. Because until you win playoff games, until you go to Super Bowl, he well, that's going to be brought he gonna, up he gonna every to, time. He's going to have to learn how to joke about this. You know, I'm just saying. Oh, every loss is going to be brought up, for sure. I mean, it's going to, hey. And, and them defenders are going to be like, Edson, well, you better watch tape, boy, because we coming at you. Well, I mean, I would just say you hope he doesn't play for his sake. You hope he doesn't play, like, really poorly. Uh, where you come out and, like, hey, you're making bad reads. Because then that, that just kind of reinforces the notion that's already out there that you are unprepared. Uh, as a, a quarterback. We got more to come. Here it is, three and out, all across the Southern Pigskin Radio Network. Love to hear from you. 912-342-7184. 912-342-7184. Do you expect the Braves to make a deal here at the deadline? Love to hear from you. At Pigskin Radio on Twitter as well. Good to have you along here on three and out. Kevin Thomas, Ben Troop, Braves and Diamondbacks coming up Tonight, as we head into the weekend, the trade deadline coming up on Tuesday. A lot of folks getting all excited. We, we love trade deadline stuff, Ben, uh, as a society. Why? Because everyone is their own fantasy GM. We can make stuff up. Oh, yeah. And you get the, uh, you get the trades out there. We're like, oh, I, you get guys that people really want. And then you get the, guy, the, the people who are like, let's just be unrealistic. Like, hey, we want Shohei Otani. We'll give you Marcelo Zuna. Straight up. It's like, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> so, I mean, you know. I, oh, wait, I, oh, oh, listen, listen. Mar, Mar, Marcel nervous, as he should be. I mean, I, I think. Now, okay, hold on, Kevin. Hold on, hold on. Like, once again, this, this is how I do. I always have to do the Kevin Thomas. No, no. This is what, this is what trades really are. This is how trade deadlines start. Listen, Allison Thomas put it out. I just want to send out a message to all y'all. Don't ask me about Ronald Cooney. Don't ask me about Izzy. Don't ask me about Austin. Don't ask me about Dansby. Don't ask me about Matt. Or Max, you know, free. Because <laughs> there's, there's certain guys, right? What about Ozuna? Any, anyone? Hey, Ozuna? Anybody? I said Acuna. Ozuna? <laughs> he knows. Because it's the thing, Kevin. You always say this. You go, the greatest thing a team could have is tradable pieces. You got guys Absolutely. on your team that you can bargain with. Who is the guy 
Who is the tweener? Who is the guy that you don't want to see him go, but you know he can pull in a big fish? Well, I mean, I don't know if you can pull in. Uh, look, I, I I like the make. I, this is one of those situations where if I'm Alex Anthopoulos, like I'm actually hesitant to make a major, a, a big fish trade. And you say, well, why not? Be bold. I know people's like, hey, be bold. It's the bo-. Look, there's a lot of teams that like to go out and get bold. I think the New York Knicks at one time when they got Allen Houston were being bold. Am I right? Like, don't walk yourself into a deal that mortgages the future. And I don't mind giving up some of the future, but I think with this Braves team, Ben, Matt Olson, long-term deal. Really, Ozzy Albies, long-term deal. Dansby Swanson, yeah, you're going to have to fork up some money for him, but he's a young piece, great shortstop. Austin Riley could be a long-term solution at third base. I truly believe he is. I think the Braves take Ronald Acuna, obviously not getting rid of him. He's on a long-term deal. And Michael Harris, a lot of team control while he's on the rookie Michael deal. Harris already did that much. Like, but, but, he's but, already but, done that much but, for himself. That's what I'm saying. But, like, Michael Harris, you're not getting rid of him. Like, he is the one guy that makes no sense to get rid of. Why? Elite starting center fielder, can bat eight, can put the ball in play, can steal bases, and he costs essentially nothing. Right? 700000 or so. Nothing. Not moving him. Like, if you, put, if you come to me or be there, you say, hey, I got a deal for the Braves to get Otani. Michael Harris, nope, not happening. Why not? Because they're not going to. There's no reason to include him in a deal because he makes no money, relatively, to what guys you might bring in. And I think for as much as I would love to have Otani, because I'd selfishly been, I would want to see a guy that is that good get a chance to play on a team yes. that could go to the postseason. Yes. I would love to get a chance to see him every day as opposed to once in a while or on the highlights go about and do his thing. However, I'm not willing to give up what I think, and I believe Alex Anthopoulos feels this as well, what I think is a team that is a rare combination in sports. You are good, you are a contender, and you are young. And a lot of your stars are under long deals. Yep. Like, that is a combination you yep. don't get a long time, a, a lot. You got Dansby to worry about. You got Austin Riley to worry about. Michael Harris is down the road. You got Max Free to worry about. So, when I see people put trades on TV that say, I'll give you Kyle Wright, I'll give you Michael Harris, that's two major leaguers that you need to contend. <coughs> right? The way, <coughs> excuse me, Ben, the way Kyle, Kyle Wright's pitched this year, he's the reason you're contending. That's a big time arm. Michael Harris, you're contending because of him. And then you throw in Kyle Muller, who's uh, a guy that I will call a 4A pitcher. He's pitching at AAA, probably good enough to pitch at the major leagues, hasn't quite figured it out yet, so he's kind of a tweener guy, but still a piece. And you want to throw in, what, one of your top three prospects in Braden Shoemake? Look, I, I'm, not, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. Uh, and, and why people suggest this stuff, I understand to get Otani, you have to give up something. I'm not willing to do it with this team. Now, if I was a team that was a contender, had some expiring contracts of guys that were good, I might think about that. But I'm not giving up Michael Harris with like five years of team control no, on a no, major no. league minimum as part of a deal. No, I'm not, because Otani right now gets you a year and a couple of months. And as you said, Ben, and rightfully so, if you are a Braves fan and you think you trade for Otani that in a year from now, you are going to re-sign Otani, you are kidding yourself. I'm, t- I'm trying this, to tell I mean, this dude is a big-time starter, can play every day in the field, hit for power, pitch with dominance. D- 
you're not doing that. He's going to get Juan Soto money. Buku, buku He's bucks. going to get Max Scherzer money like, because you're getting two players in one. The Braves are not about to give Shohei Otani $45 million a year. If they were, go- I mean, and you're going to say, well, Kevin, how do you know? Uh, they wouldn't give Freddie Freeman 33. Right? I mean, they, they wouldn't give a franchise pillar that much. But I'm not saying, again, I've been on record saying the Braves offered him a fair deal, but you're talking about swimming in deep financial waters that you don't want to end up being like, to me, the Anaheim Angels, where Anthony Rendon got a $400 million contract. He's hurt, hasn't played. Mike Trout getting $40 million a year. Hurt hasn't played. Shohei Otani's on a pretty nice deal, eight and a half million bucks. But again, he cannot carry a team by himself. And you've got what, almost eight hundred million sitting on the bench right now of guys that can't play, and you can't afford to go out and do anything. That that's the situation if you're a Braves fan, you don't want to be in. Where you have a generational player and you can't do anything else. That's why people are like, hey, you want to get Juan Soto? Well, one, the Nationals, you know, aren't going to probably deal it to the Braves. But if you're going to go get Juan Soto and you pay him half a billion dollars, who else are you going to get to help him out? And, and that's the part that I think people forget. It's like, oh, you have a great player, but in baseball, you cannot have just one guy. You need a guy like Juan Soto. You need a guy like Ronald Acuna Jr. to, to help your team. But you need more if you want to win a World Series. I think the Braves proved that last year. Yeah. So I, I think when you start coming up with these ridiculous trades, like here's what it would take for the Braves to get Juan Soto. Here's what it would take for Milan Otani. I agree with you. Yeah. I would love to have Shohei Otani yeah. wearing the Braves uniform. I mean, I mean, we I would, don't see it happen. I, I don't see it happen either, Kevin. This, this, this is the thing that Alex Anthopoulos has. Alex Anthopoulos has money in the bank. Not literally and figuratively. When you talk about the fact that look, he's earned the trust. Let's just say the Braves don't. Because I can say this now. Let's just say the Braves don't win the World Series. Right? They're in the World Series. Most teams ain't making it to the playoffs. They've won the national I mean, they won it, you know, four years in a row. When you look at what they what they what they're doing, Alice Athopolis said, look, man, it is my job. See, this is the thing. People go, why would you get a Jock Peterson? Why would you get a Rosario? Why would you get a Soleil? They're not because it's what I need them to do for our team. They just feeling a the need. They're not sure. they're not the suit. And that's what a, a, a good team, like you said, the Braves are young. The best return on investment you ever seen in your life is Michael Harris Jr. You ain't never seen that type of return on investment. Arbitration just waiting on him. Come on. <laughs> they know he's coming. But you gotta get a guy. One, hey man, listen, this is trading. We want you, but we don't need you. Like, we want you, right? How much is the team that you own willing to pay for you? Do you want to come to a contender? You saw what we did in June, right? Yeah, you weren't on that team. But the Yankees aren't – I mean, the Angels aren't dumb. They know what they have. Of course. Like, we have the most dynamic player in Major League Baseball today. We're not letting it go for Marcelo Zuna. Like, oh, no, 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 no. It's almost like this. Think about it, Kevin. Breaking news. The Braves just traded for Otani. We're going to say, hey, but then we're going to look at what they gave up. Oh, 100%. Because we're going to be like, what? <laughs> That's what it is. Like, because this is the thing. I'm, now, if Alice Anthopoulos said, look, if Shohei Otani was in our future plans, not current plans, I think we get him. Because the one thing, unfortunately, even if it ain't uh, Anthopoulos' fault, people still are really t- salty with the whole, you know, a Freddie Freeman thing. I, I get that part. It ain't, it ain't the Braves' fault. A guy like Shohei Otani, if you got him on your team, hey man, we trying to keep him. Well, you not, it ain't gonna be too. It ain't listen. It ain't but too many teams in baseball can even offer him that type of contract. So if you are the Braves, you are saying, look, 
I mean, Juan Soto, okay. Shohei Otani. But that's how sport Braves Nation is. We don't want we don't want a prospect. We want Shohei, right? <laughs> well, we want we well, want that, and, and rightfully so because the Angels are saying this. Listen, we already got Mike Trout. He's made it so we can't hardly sign anybody, and he's hurt right now. People saying his back could be career ending, which he's saying it's not. They can't afford two half a million dollar players on the same roster. They can barely afford one. So somebody's gonna get Shohei Otani's, uh, you know, services. I think with the Braves, like, hey, listen, let's pump the Braves. Like the Jock Petersons, the Rosarios, and so you can find those guys because they, they need to come. We, they, the Braves need a left fielder. They need one bad. And obviously you can always add another, add another uh, you know, pitcher in the starting lineup. You know, uh, you can always have started pitching. But Braves Nations, listen, and this, and this, is, what, this, is, what, this is what social media does. Somebody puts the scenario, the Braves get Shohei. Well, of course. That don't mean they're going to get him. Because to get Shohei Otani, I mean, the Angels like, ho, 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 ho. Did you just say Marcelo Zuna? Yeah, the Marcelo Zuna? Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Alex. Are you serious? <laughs> like, we, we give him Shohei. Be, I'd be willing to give up <laughs> he, He's going to do something, but aggressive in our mind ain't necessarily aggressive in Alex Anthopoulos' mind because he goes, look, I don't have a lot of pieces that need to be filled. I need a left fielder. I get that part. And if I can add, like I said, if I can add another starting pitcher, that would be, that would be great. Add another bat maybe. But uh, I don't know when Ozzy's coming back. Robinson, I'd be forgetting. I'm, I'd be forgetting freaking Robinson Cano, a freaking brave. <laughs> you know what true. I'm saying? So it, it's, it's, just, it's just I think what, what we get caught up in, Kevin, sometimes is we can't let go of 2021 either. Well, but at the end of the day, man, hey, could Jock Peterson potentially be in this? Who knows? We got more to come. It's three and out on this Friday on the Southern Pigskin Radio Network. Of three and out, Kevin Thomas, Ben Troop. Hit us up on Twitter at Pigskin Radio, streaming live, ESPNCoastal.com, as well as on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, and all across the radio network. You can join us here on the show. Ben and I just depressing ourselves on a Friday afternoon because we were, you know, talking about the Falcons, and then a, a list of the all-time great defenses came up. Hey, the Falcons obviously nowhere to be seen uh, on this list, Ben, but you look at some of the efforts. Uh, the number one defense in terms of fewest points allowed per game, the 2000 Ravens. 10.3 a game in professional football. That is insane. <sighs> the 2000 Ravens is when they won their first Super Bowl. The Super Bowl MVP of that year was Ray Lewis. You know who wasn't on that defense? This is what makes it even credible. You know who wasn't on that 2000 defense? Ed Reed. He was still in college. So you had they, to do, in the 2000 Super Bowl, you had the Ravens and the Titans. Both were in the top, are, are in the top three, all, or since 78, fewest points allowed per game in a season. I mean, the, the, the Titans used to play some big time defense. I mean, the thing about, and, and uh, they, it's kind of like a renewed rivalry. Kevin, obviously, the greatest, the best rivalry in uh, the NFL is the Ravens and the Steelers. I get it. But the Ravens and the Titans got a lot, got a rich uh, history. I mean, those day, the days of Ray Lewis going up against. Uh, Eddie George and those guys, I mean, it used to be really, really incredible. But it just shows, Kevin, think about this. When people say, can you still win with defense? Um, yes. When, when Peyton Manning won his second Super Bowl, they were led by who? The defense, Von Miller, DeMarcus. I they mean, are not, but that defense is not on this list, believe it or not. What like, about the, the Legion of Boom on there? Uh, the Seahawks. Uh, they are not. Wow. Again, top ten, fewest points allowed wow. since 1978. Is the, the, two, the, is the, is the, the, the most recent one, the most recent one 
is the 06 Ravens. That is the last team. So the Ravens. So They're the Ra- 12.6. So the, that so was the Ravens are on there twice. Oh, yeah. Is the 2002 Buccaneers on there? Uh, they are. They're fifth. Okay. So, 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 all, so all I'm saying is when you start talking about what an incredible defense can do for you, Kevin, Russell Wilson, when he won his first, when he won his one and only Super Bowl, right? MVP, I think MVP was uh, Malcolm Brown, the uh, the linebacker. Right. Um, when Peyton Manning won his second Super Bowl, MVP Von Miller. Uh, and I and I when 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 uh, when the Ravens won their first Super Bowl, MVP Ray Lewis. I will say this: so according to this, we have not seen a historically good defense, like top ten defense in terms of uh, points allowed since two thousand six. It's hard to do. It, it's a, it was a much different NFL in the early 2000s than it is now. Wide open offenses, spread offenses, and Kevin. That's what I'm saying. When, when, when that's why I talk about complementary defense. That means that there's nothing wrong. You don't want to look. I would be interested in knowing just how far down the list you have to go until you get to a Falcons defense. It's gonna be rough. And when they played the Patriots, that defense was good. I don't know if they were anywhere close. Okay, to that it's, it's like one though. It's like it's like it's like. No one, if, if someone had told me who got the longest hitting streak in Braves history, I, I would never thought Dan Ugler. Like never, like never in a million years. Like <laughs> I just wouldn't have. I just think that when you think about when you think about the Falcons defense, or you think about teams that aren't known for defense, it's almost like they carry that persona no matter what. Even when you try to address it, complimentary defense means that we do we do we do like you know just like get off the field on third down, you know create turnovers, create extra possessions. Uh, if it's third and long, we getting off the field. If it's third and one, we we stopping them on the stuff like. It. But when we can't get off the field, the the 2021 Falcons defense was in the bottom of the league, sacks, quarterback pressures, third down, getting off the field on third down and stopping the run. You can't win, like you just cannot win like that. That is football one on one. Got to stop the run, make it one-dimensional. Got to force him in third and long. Got to get off the field. Got to create turnovers. Got to create a new line of scrimmage. Got to play complimentary defense. Got to got to create some uh, extra possession for the offense, a.k.a. create momentum. They can't do any of it. So I think, Kevin, when you think about this defense this year, we talked about your Anderson earlier. I mean, you got a guy like Lorenzo Carter. I mean, you, I mean, obviously, Grady Jarrett. I mean, you got A.J. Terrell. You got Cam Hayward. You got Richie Grant. These guys are going to have to play well as a unit because – when you and when I give you certain teams, the first thing uh, uh, jump out is like defense. Hey, I know. I listen. We always talking about the Falcons and the Jaguars on this team. They they both got the same problem, right? Just because we know some of the players on the the the, the Jaguars defense don't know don't mean they gonna do nothing because they're young. Clavon <laughs> Chase on. I think I, I think he's going into year three. He was the first round pick. So in the last five years, the in the last five years, the first round picks. Of the Jaguars, outside of uh, outside of Trevor Lawrence and Travis Etienne, or Tavon Bryan, he's no longer there, right? Um, J- Josh Allen, he is. Clavon Chase, son, he is, right? Um, and Jalen Ramsey, he's gone. I'm just telling y'all, you have to do certain things in football in order to win games. And when it comes to defense, Kevin, if you are the defensive coordinator, it's simple. Hey, yeah, we have to stop the run. When people say, well, what does that mean, Ben? I didn't say shut it down because you're not going to shut it down. You got to stop the run. Meaning, you just can't be incompetent at it. No, no. It, no, like it can't the Falcons be this. pass Let me, rush, let me tell you the it? most disrespectful thing you've ever seen. If teams are running the ball, anything third and – if it's third and four, you might run it. If it's third and five, third and six, they're running, that's disrespectful. They think they can get that many yards on you on third down. Now, third and one, third and two, 
it's football is a game of averages. What's gonna, on average, what's going to give me the best possible outcome? Third and short, run the ball. Third and long, throw it. When they start flipping it, third and long, we're going to run it. It makes no sense for us to even waste our receivers. We can, we can run the ball to these guys to get a first set of downs. It's, it's supposed to be on first down. You pick whatever you want to run pass option. All right, if we, get, if, we, if we run the ball on first down, now it's second and, second and seven. All right, now we got the option. Do we run it or do we throw it? We're hopefully going to run it again to force maybe a third and two. Well, now it's, if we can run the ball and throw it, well, now the defense is really toe up because with, with a team like the Falcons, or the defense like the Falcons, they got to find a way to jail. Maybe it's going to be – I think the strength is going to be on the back end if Richie Grant can come around because you get Hayward, you get a guy like A.J. Terrell, but it's not going to matter if that front seven don't do it. If your front seven is average, it's going to be a long year. And, and this thing, Kevin, Atlanta offense really – they weren't that bad last – they weren't bad last year. Even with they Kyle Pitts. Great. They weren't scored, great either. They weren't great. Kyle Pitts scored one touchdown, and they weren't – but that's, that's more of Matty Ice because he knows how to sure up any offense – but I just don't know, Kevin. I don't see where they're going to get. I don't see where the Falcons defense are going to give you a lot, lot to go off of because either it's Grady Jarrett to where his production is overshadowed by the other 10 guys not helping him, or it's going to be a bunch of young guys like Epigite, to my Troy Anderson, Lorenzo Carter, newcomers. Can the newcomers help the young guys? Can the, can the, can the second-year guys play like seasoned vets? Can the rookies, if you're starter, look like vets? And can you guys play with some pride? Because I'm telling you, as a guy – Unfortunately, I'm speaking from experience. When, you're, when, you're, when the average age on your defense is 22-23, it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard to win because I'm trying to figure out the NFL while I'm playing. I could Listen, I want to be pleasantly surprised, but Kevin, would the Falcons even know what to do if they got a dominant D-line? They wouldn't even know what to do. Because do we really know how good do we really know how good the Rams defense is? No, you know why? Because they got Aaron Donald. Because you got to stop 99. Before I even think about Jalen Rams, that's just, a, that's, that's just a perk back there. Right. Right, because I got to stop 99. The only thing I remember about Jalen Rams in the Super Bowl is getting pulled down, right? And that shouldn't have been a touchdown by T. Higgins. Now I remember, uh, you know I remember Aaron Donald getting pushed on the sideline and the game changed. Once they was pushing him, game changed and Super Bowl. So we'll see, Kevin. I mean, Grady Jarrett, man, has been a very, very productive player. But unfortunately, he got the best player on the planet at his position getting, I don't know, double-digit sacks. He had 20 sacks one year at D-tackle. We'll see, Kevin. But I just, I just think that D-Orlando, we're going to be talking to him a lot. I'm going to say, D-Orlando, give me the D-Orlando after dark synopsis, <laughs> man. I want to know what's going on with these five. Who needs days. to get up out of there? No, and again, I know a lot of talk about Anderson, yeah. uh, who was one of their draft picks coming in and learning that apparently, again – for what it's worth, the camp report uh, apparently looked pretty good uh, early on running with some of the ones. So, Ben, I, I agree with you. I think if you're a Falcons fan, look, let's be real. You're not out there trying to be the 2000 uh, no. you know, Ravens. You're not no. trying to do that. Like, no. You're not trying to be the 86 Bears. Like, I get it. But you can't be horrible. Like, And, again, I mean, we, we make fun of this on the show. The Falcons pass rush. Wasn't as bad. It was just incompetent. Like you, you should stumble into some sacks, right? Just by sheer happenstance. Like oh, quarterback rolled out of the pocket, uh, the offensive line wasn't expected. Oh, got a sack. Like you should be able to roll into some of that. The the, the Falcons were what last in, they were last in even pressures, like last with a bullet. Like nobody close. You couldn't even put pressure on the quarterback. You were incompetent in the pass rush. 
I think for the Falcons team to to to, to win, you just I, I, again give me a t- give me a top sixteen defense, and by top sixteen I mean you're sixteen or fifteen. Play in the middle, and I feel like they could be a solid solid football team. But again, Ben, you know this. You look around the Falcons defense right now and say, I need difference makers, and the guys I'm hoping are unproven. Abakite, draft pick. Uh. Carter, as you said, try, trying to stay in the yeah, league. Lorenzo Carter, yeah. Trying to stay in the league uh, and make a splash. Grady Jarrett can't do it by himself. After that, you're talking about Marlon Davidson, where you hope he plays to some level uh, of potential. I, I think you look at it right now, as a Falcons fan, you look at that defense and say, I see in the front seven one guy that I know can do his job. This is, right, it, And I'm not meaning that disrespectfully. One guy that you know can do his job. Effectively, down after down, one guy out of the entire front seven. Yes, that's a that's a problem. And, and, and AJ AJ Terrell is a top ten cornerback by say, far. That's why I said but front but, seven. But, 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 but it just it, it just show you guys, you know, I just went, I just went to you know you know just pro football focus. You know, I'm just I just went to week seventeen. <laughs> I'm looking at defensive rankings. The Falcons are ranked number twenty nine uh, in week in week seventeen. Ahead only only in front of Washington, Jacksonville, and the Jets. But this is the thing though. It says quote. There is no team worse at rushing the passer this season than the Falcons. This team now has a pressure rate of just 20%. That means they're only winning 20%. That means, eight, what, 79.8% of the time they're losing. You cannot well, no, that, well, I wouldn't even like go a that. step further, Ben. That's a pressure rate. That's not even a win. Yes. That is a, hey, we made him throw it sooner than he wanted to. We didn't Check hit him. We didn't do it. But, but, and, and listen, and, and Kevin, I know our phones be listening to us. It says over the past month, last year, the entire Atlanta defense – has two fewer pressures than Aaron Donald has by himself. And that's not called winning. I'm just, I'm just telling you, like, the stats don't lie. Then it says the Falcons are allowing 107.1 passing rating to opposing quarterbacks oh, despite having a cornerback. Say that number again. They, the Falcons are allowing a 107.1 passer rating to opposing quarterbacks despite having a cornerback in A.J. Terrell who is playing at an all-pro level Terrell has allowed just 42.9% of passes thrown his way to be caught this season. The best mark in the league. So you have the best, by that metric, the yes. best corner, a top three corner at worst. Yes. And you are averaging a QB rating of 107, which an average week in the NFL is what? In the 80s in and the 80s, 90s. Yeah, like an 80 90% is, is incredible. That means... That team, that means the quarterbacks are playing out of their mind when they play the Falcons. And I think what happens is, Kevin, look, if you are, look, D, look DC comes in, the coordinator comes in, and he says, fellas, yeah, yeah, we got to earn our money. Like, we can't, <laughs> like, no, no, serious, we, we, we can't just, number one, the, the scariest thing about the 2022 Falcons is Matt Ryan is gone. I don't think we understand what Matt Ryan meant to this team, defense included. He shored up a lot of holes. Because they Matt Ryan never had the had the luxury of playing with a good defense, like never. I think the Super Bowl year they were all right. They were. They well, were, well, I think they were yeah, yeah. They were they were top fifteen. I, I just, yeah, top fifteen. I don't want to. I don't want to say they weren't. I, I, I wasn't saying dominant. I said the year they went to the Super but Bowl. Kevin, they were Kevin, Matt Ryan had a huge year. They went to the Super Bowl in a year. The defense was not dominant. See, right? You don't got to be dominant, right? Brady Jarrett had three sacks in the Super Bowl, though. I'm just saying. I, say I mean, which, which is still, I think, which I th- still think outside of uh. I want to say Darnell Dawkins like it's like a freaking like record. All I'm saying is if they can find a way to play complementary defense, meaning 
The front seven got to compliment the back four. That means they get off the field on third down. They can stop the run. They can get a 20% pressure rate. That's just pressure. That means that most of the that means if a guy get a sack, it won't even show. <laughs> oh my god! I just, I, I, just, I just think that too, Kevin. Like just I just had a revelation or phrase. Like I knew it was bad. I didn't know it was. Hey, bad. Yeah, it's one of those things. Well, let me see it. Why did you show me this? Oh my. Okay. <laughs> hey man, but hey, but once again though, Kevin Arthur Smith. What type of coach do you have in him? How does he deal with the with the, with the team during the during the, during this off? I mean, during this uh, preseason. How does he play him? Because he's not going. He's not going to get away with that. Hey man, we'll let the starters play on on game one. That's not going to work. Well, and I didn't like, and again, it's not for, not that he cares, but I didn't like D. Orlando's answer yesterday when he's like, oh, yeah, you still got the scrimmages. I did think it was interesting he learned from last year, and I did hear someone uh, earlier today on uh, ESPN say they thought the inter-squad scrimmages were more important than the preseason games. I still don't buy that, uh, Ben, because, you know, these scrimmages, they're closed most of, most of the time. They, they run situational stuff. You're not allowed to hit sometimes a quarterback. Uh, look, I... I still think the scrimmages – I'm not saying I need to see Marcus Mariota out there for 100% of the time. But, Ben, we talked about it going into last year. Matt Ryan did not play in the preseason. Kyle Pitts got about 10 snaps the entire preseason. Your new starting running back, so you thought, Mike Davis, did not play in the preseason. Grady Jarrett did not play in the preseason. And you start going down uh, – Jake Matthews did not play in the preseason. And you're going, at some point, that has to have an effect when a entirety of your good players are not playing in the preseason at all. Mm-hmm. I.e., hey, the quarterback is going to get hit and annihilated if you do not do your job. I'm sorry. I appreciate what I, I, former players say. Hey, the scrimmages are more important than – you're not hitting the quarterback in the scrimmage. No coach is going to let that happen. No. I, just, you, I think there's so much you get out of a scrimmage because you can go full contact. Yeah, yeah. The, the quarterback the scrimmage, the scrimmage, that, Now, well, this is the thing. You're not gonna let quarter. You're not gonna let the quarterback hit that. That that that's the that's your that's your franchise. But but those that opposing team you're going up against, they know how to practice. They know how to they they know what have, they know what would have been a sack in the game. They they had them at that sack. They're gonna still let the quarterback. Th- I mean, still let the quarterback throw. But I want to know. What my O line really looks like. I want to know how my defense really handles going up against the offensive line. Because because if, if if whoever coming in to scrimmage against the Falcons, especially on defense, they're gonna be telling the O line, please don't let them try to get you know what I'm saying their confidence against us. I mean, a lot of these most of these players ain't got nothing to do with these with these stats last year. Especially they just got here, Lorenzo Carter, Nebagite, and all they ain't got nothing to do with it. But we don't want them to be because Kevin, you got to establish con- continuity. You got to you got to establish confidence. Dude, you got to establish an edge. Because once you establish, listen, Aaron Donald plays like every single play they trying to, I don't want this to be the play that people go, see, he losing the step. See, look, we was able to, you know, so I, we'll see what happens, Kevin, but the whole team got their work cut out for them. We just, we, we just thought we'd bring you all down on a Friday afternoon. So if you just get <laughs> off work, like, man, I'm fired up for the weekend. We're going to tell you about that Falcons defense and really bring you down for a minute. We got more to come. It is three and out. Love to hear from you at Pigskin Radio, 912-342-7184, all across the Southern Pigskin Radio Network. Good to have you back. Here it is, three and out on this Friday afternoon. Kevin Thomas, Ben Troop, glad you're making us a part of your day. We'll have NFL football next week. I believe the Hall of Fame game. So August 
will be upon us before we know it. Actually, coming up, you got a trade deadline in Major League Baseball, but Jacksonville, part of that Hall of Fame game, uh, coming up against the Raiders of Las Vegas, Ben. So you get Derek Carr v. Trevor Lawrence uh, early on, at least for a drive or two uh, in preseason. And got to see what Doug Peterson has in store there for those Jags. Again, it's been interesting. And it's funny, uh, Ben, I know it's become kind of the thing to do is uh, hate on Urban Meyer and what he did in Jacksonville because, well, it was not a lot of good there. But you look around the league, former Jags who are on other teams are coming up there like, oh, God. I'm glad I got out of Jacksonville because the Urban Meyer was a, a disaster. What do you think you need to see from Doug Peterson? Again, it's the Hall of Fame game. Nobody cares. I get it. But you got to look competent in, in preseason game one for a drive with your starters, right? Hey, we, have, we are making – we have players. That's the message I think you'd like to get out there. Like, we aren't stumbling over ourselves. We have Trevor Lawrence. We gave him some weapons. We have players. We can be a competent football team. Find a way to uh, get uh, Travis Etienne the ball. I mean, I don't see him having a, a lot of uh, a lot of uh, you know a plays called for him, Kevin. But look, he's he spent a year uh, on uh, on the injury reserve. Give him a chance to go out there and uh, you know just put the ball in his hands a little bit. Just so listen, man, we we going you're gonna be a key contributor for this year and kind of highlight everybody they brought over. I mean, Evan Ingram, you know, throw him a couple of balls. Zay Jones, uh, Christian Curry, throw him a couple of balls and kind of just kind of just show that uh, Tre- uh, Trevor Lawrence getting a quick little rhythm. But I think Kevin is. Hey, all eyes gonna be. I mean, I'm sorry, all eyes is gonna be on Trevon Walker. I want to see what you got in a guy like that because he's gonna have to play a little longer, not too much longer, because he's the number one overall pick. But if you are Jacksonville, just go out there, show some, uh, show some continuity, show some, show, show some structure, uh, show some, show the fact that you are a year removed. Because, like you say, Kevin, show that. Look, man, this is what happens when you give us a stable working environment. We can breathe. We ain't coming to work every day. Uh, with our uh, athleticism being questioned, our you know uh, you know everything, we our professional resume being questioned, both and that's not just the players, the, the assistant coaches, like you know these guys. I don't think it was any leftovers from the previous staff, but it just feels good to be in a working a a a healthy you know uh, working environment. That way, your head coach ain't going crazy, and if you're a kicker, hey, you got to worry about kicking the ball. You don't got to worry about getting kicked, literally. By your freaking head coach. I think that's something that people, uh, we didn't, I mean, we, obviously we gave it the uh, attention they deserved when it happened. But come on, Kevin, you mean to tell me here I am, my dream of making it to the National Football League is finally coming. I got a dude questioning my work ethic, questioning my athleticism, questioning my resume, questioning the shit how I be here, and he don't know who number nine, 99 is for the Rams. I mean, sure. You know, so I, I am happy the fact that Doug Peterson. He just, listen, woosah, clean slate, I'm going to treat y'all like men. Like, I, I like when they say, listen, I'm going to treat you like men, but I expect you to be professional. That's it. I'm going to treat you like men, because you are, I, and I expect you to be professional. That means going about your work, you know, doing what you need to do, handling what you need to handle. And at least with that, that gives them the best possible opportunity to be the best players they can possibly. doesn't mean they're going to win games. But, Kevin, if I, if I don't know what to, if every time, if it, should, should I feel the, should I feel pressure and apply pressure in the pros? Yes, I should feel it and apply it. But when I don't know what in the world my head coach going to say from day in to day out, practicing, that's, me that's in not the working environment. Speaking of the Jags, who signed a, uh, Elliot, I think it's Elliot Fry they signed uh, the kick after yesterday. It was, it was, all, it, it was everywhere but between the uprights. It was dismal. Uh, apparently. So they still got that uh, to work on. But yeah, football will be back, Ben, uh, coming up next week. 
We'll have uh, the NFL with a Hall of Fame game. Then the week after that, it is wide open yep. with uh, with preseason NFL. And the countdown is on really to week one. I mean, week zero, unless you just love Vandy, Hawaii. It, maybe, you know, Illinois. What is it? Uh, is it Illinois, Nebraska? It's bad. <laughs> then maybe you just wait another week. But college football will be here uh, before you know it. We just had Pac-12 Media Days wrapping up today, Ben. So, uh, look. I think they were the last of the Power Five conferences to get it all in, and uh, college football is here. A lot of folks, I think, will be happy not to talk about NIL, yep. not to talk about transfer portal, yep. just go and do what you got to do and, and and talk about the games on the field. College football, Kevin, is what we love, especially in this part of the country that we're in. I'm not saying it's not loved in other parts of the country, but it's celebrated over here. Oh, sure. you, don't, you, don't, you don't even have to worry about it. I mean, you just showed me the map. Of the freaking Sun Belt. Oh, yeah. I mean, my goodness, the Sun Belt said, hey, why, why have the South? We can have the Southeast, part of the Northeast. And, and and I think that that's the thing, right? We in college realignment. I mean, conference realignment all over the country, you know. But, it's, and I, I I don't know who you said it from. Somebody said it was that, a Chris Vanini of the Athletic. Say, saying that I think that the G5, I mean, I think that the Sun Belt it could be the no, no, the Sun Belt is the best G5 conference. That's and that's not taking away from the other four. I just think that. And you added some teams that should help with that as well. Absolutely. With the, yeah. I just think that, Kevin, when we get so – it's like this. When the college football season is here, we're so engulfed in it. We got game after game after game after game, and then all of a sudden, it's over with. And they were like, all right, what are we going to do? And now it's like, you know, because of USFL and XFL and, you know, uh, pro days and the combine and the draft, and then you and, – and, and it's like the start, of the, the start of the college season is media days. Pac-12. Absolutely. And I, so I do think that but college football – it's it's just so incredible because the the variety is so is so you know uh it's so good. But a lot of these teams are really really good. Look, I get it. Unfortunately, if you in the G if you in the P five can't be that Alabama can't win it. I'm sorry. That, <laughs> we, 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 welcome, welcome to college football. But I don't think that's what college football is. I think for the teams that need to do it for their reputation for the prestige, they do it. But for everybody else, it's, hey, man, we winning six games. We got some really, really good players. We got some really, really good teams. We got some really, really good fan bases, you know, and atmospheres. Because, Kevin, you know what you're like? I know. Name, a, name Is there a chance, and you know what, that another team in the SEC <laughs> is going to Hawaii for, for week zero? You see what I'm saying? Like, think about it. Like, no one no, else no, is no. doing that. Even Listen, that's even if they wanted to. No, 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 no. Who? Tennessee we're, is going where? No, we're not going to let you do nah, that. No, but Tennessee's not going to Hawaii to do what? Play Hawaii? No. See, let Vanderbilt go. And Vanderbilt, let's do it. We're trying to pick up a dub. Hey, man, Clark Lee, man. He, 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 hey, and they could go Who knew the a, road to becoming the best program in college football starts with a trip to Hawaii? Listen, if they would have panned the, um, the camera to the – to the, but I was not going to pan the camera. When he said that, I watched how many people just looking around like, <laughs> what do you say? The reaction shot. <laughs> <laughs> All I'm saying is – it's a great time because, Kevin, you said something that a lot of people ain't talking about. I mean, everybody thought that NIL was just going to be the end of college football. It's not, right? Nothing really changed, right? Because that's the problem. Like, yeah, to, the, to, to Jordan Addison and, you know, uh, Caleb Williams and these players, congratulations. I just gave you three guys. If you ask players on the priority list of NIL, where is it at on your priority list? Is it five, six? Man, my goals are still the same. I go to I go to school X because they put more, they yeah. put this many guys or, or you know in my position, uh, you know in the league. I hope they get it. But Kevin, once again, transfer portal didn't do it. College, I mean, uh, 
you know, NIL didn't do it yet. Kirby Smart, $112 million extension. <laughs> just saying, man. Everybody's saying. living large exactly. uh, right here in college football. We got more to come. It's three and out on this Friday all across the Southern Pigskin Radio Network. Good to have you back here on Three and Out. He has been Troop. I'm Kevin Thomas. Glad you're with us. Hit us up on Twitter at Pigskin Radio. We are streaming live at ESPNCoastal.com. Also on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. If you missed any of the show, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, you can go to our YouTube channel uh, at ESPN Coastal on YouTube, and you can partake in the show. If you missed any of it, just go there. Great place uh, to start. Braves coming up this weekend, Ben. No trade moves as of yet. I'm like a... Uh, uh, anxiously, I don't know, it's like Christmas morning or something. I keep hitting refresh on the, on Twitter. And you may have to wait till Tuesday. I don't know when the trade deadline comes. But haven't seen, and again, this is another thing that I find amazing, uh, been in the age we live in. Trade deadlines. People will speculate. Uh, hey, I've talked to uh, to sources who say this is what they're interested in doing. Uh, you know, you see perceived trades with the Yankees. What are they willing to do maybe for a, a Shohei Otani? Or this, maybe the Braves linked to a, a guy, maybe. But Alex Anthopoulos, in the social media, everybody knows everybody's business era. I mean, that dude keeps it quiet. Uh, a tight shot. Like, when's the last time you knew about a Braves deal before the Braves announced the deal? Like, you didn't even know Matt Olson was happening until somebody went up to you know, Brian Snicker at Spring Trains, like, hey, uh, we just looked at our phone and it said that you guys are getting Matt Olson. Uh, well, uh, okay, I guess we're not keeping free. Like, that to me is an amazing attribute for Alex. Not only has he been able to pull off high value moves where you made guys into stars that you didn't have to give up a whole lot for, they came in and produced for you, high value moves, but you're doing it without any. Media speculation. You're doing it without any pre-trade talk where it's like everybody knows, oh, the Braves are looking to make a deal. Okay, for what? Oh, well, we don't know that. Ben, that's a quality, I think, in today's day and age. I don't know how he's able to do it. But you don't hear a peep about the Braves until the move is done. Kevin, it's about it's about being a shrewd businessman, right? It's about which as a fan sucks because I want to know what's happening. Yeah, yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> and, and, and the thing is too, right? When you Alex Anthopoulos is a guy that understands that look, I have to I have to earn the trust, you know, uh, of Snit, which I have. I have to earn the trust of the players, which I have. But I really have to earn the trust of the t- of what I really represent, and that's the financial group. I have to be able to trust that I can go out there with the money that they've told me I'm allowed to spend to go out there and get the players. And he's done that. And the thing is, Kevin, in a world of social media, to where leaks are everywhere. I remember when the Big Ten. I remember when the Big Ten said that uh, they was going to be shutting down, and people were like they're not going to shut down, and and, and that, what that Monday they shut they shut everything down. Like we're not. It came out before. There are two guys I know that nothing's going to leak. Nothing. Greg Sankey and Alex Anthopoulos. You're not going to know anything. And to me, that's what's the stat. When you go, hey man, what is Alex Anthopoulos known for? Keeping a tight. I mean, you run a tight ship, man. What? Don't know. But look, look, it's almost like this. What, what what is said in this room stays in this room. Meaning, if I hear about it, I know that somebody in this room leaked it. I don't talk to anybody, anybody. I need to, you need to know what's going on in this organization. I make sure I keep it in the house. And Kevin, that's almost like a good thing, right? Now, 
Do you got the people of the world saying things like, quote, the Braves can get show tail, show hell tiny? I get, yeah, but Adam like, look, man, I'm not going to be moved. I mean, this, this is how you know. Adam made a counter offer to Freddie Freeman. It never got out until Freddie Freeman came back to Atlanta and we found out he had a counter offer. Like, it never got out. I'm just saying, like, I don't know how he's done it, but he established, well, I will say this. If you look at what he inherited, you know, for those of you who forget, sure. uh, he wanted to make sure that's not happening anymore. So I don't even want to know the type of work Kevin he had to do just to shore up a lot of holes because it was, man, it was bad what he inherited. And we forget that, right? Since he's gotten here, four straight NLE championships. So, I mean, World Series and didn't have to break the bank. Did it with the foreign system. Did it with the guys that was here. Added out a lot of great talent. Ian Anderson. You know, I mean, Max Freed. You know, Ozzy Albies, Dansby Swanson. I mean, Matt Olson, Austin Rod, And the list goes on and on. This man has earned the trust. Because there are not necessarily 29 other organizations, but you got about 10, 15 of them. It don't matter what they do at the trade deadline, right? At least with the Braves, I mean, we need to, we're looking to add pieces that fit what? That fit our ball club and fit our culture. And if they can do that, they can come over. But, I mean, we ain't, you know, we ain't discount double check over here. But we ain't really break, trying to break the bank. Josh Donaldson. But, but I'm, I mean, you know, I'm so. amazed he's been able to do that and not break, break the bank. And, for the most part, keep it kind of quiet. You know, that, like that's something. Look at the, I mean, Ben, look at the, the NFL. Look at the NBA. We get minute by minute. You know, Kevin Durant's people uh, talk to the Boston Celtics. Like, Awful. Like, you know, it's, but it's like you get minute-to-the-minute update of what, what the Nets might be trying to do with Kevin Durant, what, what they might be trying to do with Trey. You get nothing. Like, people have gone so far as to say, like, if you hear somebody with a Braves rumor, just say it's false until Alex Anthopoulos Oh, yeah, comes yeah. Out until, says, until, until, until I hear it from the, you know, when I hear from Alex Anthopoulos' mouth, and they, because the thing is, Kevin, with anybody, right, with any manager – you know, I'm sorry, with any GM or any ball club, that's any ball club, any major league, any major league ball club, any NFL, NBA, NHL, I want to know that I run a tight ship. Not because I'm this super disciplined person. Dude, we have the last, the hardest thing there is to do is to control narratives, is to control what we do in the world of leaks. Everybody got insiders. Everybody got insiders that on inside. Everybody knows somebody that knows somebody that want to be the first. Not accurate. I want to be the first to put the story out. Just in case it does come back, it is accurate. You got to give me credit. Alice Thomas is like, until until you hear from me, it don't matter. Until you hear from me, it don't matter. So, I, right. I, But I like it. As we close down here in just a little bit on Friday, do you expect the Braves will make a move before we we come back on Monday? I do. I do, Kevin. I, I, I think this is the thing, though. It's not going to be, wow. I ain't, you know, it's going to be a move that makes sense for the Braves. Because the thing about Alex Anthopoulos is, dude, he's not a he's not a he's not a guy that feels pressure, dude. I know what we got going on. I listen. My job is to do what's best for the Braves every single day, whether they plan or not, in season or off season. And the stakes only keep going up because we keep getting better. Like everything, I don't know what he's told when he got hired. We go, look, man, I'm gonna build it. I'm I'm just gonna help take this uh, franchise to the next level, which he's done. So I I do think he's gonna make a move, Kevin. I think I think we we. <laughs> Listen, calling all left fielders because we need one, right? You need <laughs> a left fielder yeah. bad. And you can, all, you can never have enough starting pitching. You just can't. And I don't know what that means. I mean, Matt, guys like Max Free, Kyle Wright, they'll be fine. Ian Anderson going to have to pitch better. But this is about, as you say, Kevin, whoever they get, this is about can you – could you add a glove in the starting lineup that has postseason experience? That's, now, that would be a great pickup on the, you know, 
for the discount, right? Yep. And a left field. I, I think he's going to have to address left field because that's just an Achilles heel that I don't think the Braves can get, uh, get past. Yeah. I, again, I'll be interested to see what he does. Again, people say, well, what do you, if you think, if you listen to somebody say, I know what Alex Hithop is going to do, you don't because he has been a master at keeping it quiet, making moves that maybe on the surface you're going, eh, like Jack Peterson, that's what we, but it's been able to work. And again, I don't want to build it up as I, I'm guilty, but the dude's track record is. Pretty good. Yep. Pretty good. Yep. Like, uh, as far as GMs go, like, you're hitting, uh, to put it back, you're hitting for a good average. He's Hall of Fame hitting right now on the moves he's made. And he's had a lot of them really uh, pan out in his favor. And you wonder, like, do you just have that that magic touch, that magic eye, whatever the case it is, to go out and make those moves to make your team better? I'll be interested to see if the Braves get one done before Monday and Tuesday uh, when they come off of this uh, Arizona Diamondback series. If you don't have somebody new wearing an Atlanta Braves uniform, we'll come back, get you ready for the weekend. Braves and Diamondbacks all weekend long. Football will be back next week in the form of preseason NFL. And it is upon us. It is three and out all across the Southern Pigskin Radio Network. Good to have you here Friday. He has been Troop. I am Kevin Thomas. Glad you are with us as we get ready for uh, another wonderful weekend here along the coast. It's hot. I think, Ben, you and I joke every day we hear the weather forecast. We're like, just say it's hot. Like, that's all we need. Hey, it's it's Friday, and guess what? It's hot. Sweat factor is going to be 10 at 9 o'clock in the morning. There you go. The end. Uh, that's, I'm sure back in your days of playing, this is the best time of year, too. 90 degrees, full pads. Let's get it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, uh, yeah, right. That's the one part I got to imagine. It's like, hey, college kids, be careful what you wish for because it's about to be full pads and 100 degrees out there, especially in the south. Go uh, go have you some fun. It ain't for the week. It is not for the week. But, yeah, you are right, Kevin. The best weather is football weather to where if it does rain, it's going to rain before and after. It will not rain during <laughs> uh, practice like the football guys understand. It. Even they are football fans. They want to be able to get everybody out there. But, listen, shout out to everybody getting back to uh, football, high school, College, I think uh, high school pro. goes uh, what uh, full practices next week. So yeah, so it's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be it's, it's gonna be in uh, full bloom. You know, my nephew uh, starting his uh, his true is a red shirt freshman year up there at uh, Washburn uh, Washburn College up there in Topeka, Kansas. Uh, my other nephew, um, you know, he's he's getting ready. Listen, he's getting ready to you know he don't lack confidence. He's going into his sophomore year. I said, listen, I said, boy, you better eat some steak. You better eat some red meat. Trying to tell you. <laughs> You know, you're going, you know, drink you some milk, eat you some red meat to get ready. Get ready for a lot of hitting. But this is you the best time. You told to do the Sam Howell diet, the, the get off the chicken nuggets. and uh, I, I, will, I will slap I will slap them chicken nuggets out of his hand so fast. <laughs> 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 no, my nephew, if he eats chicken nuggets, he eat a lot. He eats a bunch of stuff with it. But shout out to everybody getting back to it. This is the best time of year, especially if you're a football fan and a football player. Hey man, you get to put your skills to the test. You get to separate the, uh, uh, you know, uh, the real, you know, the real from the fake. And um, it's time to go out there and um, you know, uh, this is separation time. This is proven. This is proven time, Kevin. Our uh, best time of the year. And uh, you know, I hope that everybody stays healthy. Though. All right, been you've been been the off season. What's it like the first time you get to really clock somebody? Oh man, as long as you the hammer, not the nail. That's it's, what I'm be- it's, uh, the, it's the best when you the get world. clocked. Well, well, I will say this. Now, 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 you got to be careful. So. This 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 is the thing they don't tell you. While I while I could just knock his behind out, that's my teammate. So what you do is, Kevin, you walk by and go, you walk by and go, you make sure they hear him. He said, "Boy, I would." You hear that? Because in a sense, right? Because it's a sense. Because on any given play, you could be that. Like that's the one thing you have to learn. You have to learn how to protect each other. Like 
Just because you can, you don't do it. You just let them know. Boy, you better tell that. Boy, you better get down, boy. You see how you ain't hit nothing? Yeah, I was going to be the last thing. you. 8-4 going to be the last thing you saw. But it's, it's, it's the best time, though. It is the best time because you get to show off what you, what you you know, how better you've gotten over a year in the offseason. And hopefully your teammates are showing how much better they've gotten in the offseason. And we get to go out there and make each other better. But listen, fellas, if the fighting happens, let it happen early. Open hand, not closed fist. That, that's the best way to go about it. You need your hands to play. If you're not having fights in practice, are you really practicing? You're not. And, and, we, and we used to bet, too, like to see who's going to be the first one. You're agitated, man. The heat. I was going to say, know. with it being hot, I'm sure everybody on the roster knew one guy with the short fuse is like, oh, yeah. Oh, we're about to set him off right here. If, if, it's you, the offensive lineman, because they're always doing stuff after the play. So, you know, I mean, because I'm a tight end, I had to, you know, I had to do my, you know, get my little, you know, a couple of punches in, pap, pap. You know, real quick. But, uh, no, Kevin, it's just a part of it, man. I mean, it, it, you know, it's like you get tired of banging on each other and the humidity, but it will bring out the worst thing. I'm telling you, it will bring out the worst thing. We got a lot to get to coming up on Monday. Again, we're in a football week. Jack's going to be one of the first – we'll be the first ones out in that Hall of Fame game against the uh, against the Raiders. So, we'll obviously have that to, uh, to get to. College football uh, going to be hitting practices really, really quickly. As the, uh, the countdown is on there to week zero, we'll be, what, uh, 27 days away from college football on Monday. So getting close to being where we can almost you almost touch it. You can almost feel it uh, coming out there. We'll have all of that to get to coming up on Monday. Falcons obviously going to continue their thing, and we'll see if Alex Anthopoulos pulls off something here over the weekend. It'll be Braves and Diamondbacks this weekend. We'll have it for you coming up here in about seven minutes as the Braves at home Hall of Fame weekend and it could be a big weekend in the front office if Alex Anthopoulos is able to work a few moves to get the Braves in better position for that stretch run where they're just a little bit behind the Mets. Still got to get by them right there trying to win the division. We will see you on Monday. If you missed any of today's show, ESPNCoastal.com, Spotify, go to our YouTube channel. You can catch anything you missed, and we will see you Monday here three and out on the Southern Pigskin Radio Network.